welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. And tonight, we are going to be joined in a couple minutes by our good friend, Zach Baez, who's going to be talking about his recent trip to Uganda um, with the Herp- Herpetological Education and Research Project Group, uh, which uh, should be should be pretty, pretty awesome. Now, there are no carpet pythons in Uganda. Um, <laughs> there are only uh, what, three... <laughs> Three species of no four species of pythons over in Africa, and uh, I think Zach had it on the list to try to find African rocks, but I, I don't, I don't think he found them. But he got, he, he found everything. That. But I mean, Christ, he found, it, there's he sat tons. next to gorillas, and I know we're yeah. not a gorilla radio podcast, but dude, gorillas, <laughs> that's crazy. We can be, we can be tonight. <laughs> it, 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 we've talked yeah. about this kind of traveling before, where. You know, I think it transcends being a reptile nerd, and it gets back to the you're an animal nerd, and that's yeah. just cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I knew as soon as he was actually, I, we were talking about this trip last year when he was uh, at last Carpet Fest, actually, mm-hmm. and um, we he was telling me about the, this trip that he's going on, and I knew then that this would be something that would be cool because you don't get to talk to many people who herped in in Africa. Um, so it's pretty badass. So he's, he, we're going to be talking all about that, you know, uh, all his, uh, fun travels around. I'm telling you, man, if you, I'm, we were talking about it before the show started, Owen, and mark my words, you're going to travel this year with us to the Northern territory. And you're going to be like, Oh my God. Uh, no, blow your mind, it's bro. gonna be it's gonna be one and done. I'm just gonna get off the plane, take a couple pictures, then I'm gonna go home. Well, you know? <laughs> it's like I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough. Me, me this is it. This is like, Australia. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's. When there's do we go back to the room? <laughs> and some, some rocks. I hey, prefer look, my snakes and boxes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus. All right, so before we get to any of that, uh, we're going to real quick uh, bring Pia on, and uh, we're going to talk to her about uh, some Southeast Carpet Fest updates, and then we're going to get rolling with Zach. So Cool. Pia, are you there? I'm here. Hello? I think Cody's hey. there, too. Oh, hey, okay. Cody. How you doing? So what do you got for us? Um, so, yeah, Carpet Fest. Um, we're having the Southeast Carpet Fest at our place. Um, nice. February 9th at 2 p.m. So yeah, we're we're pretty excited trying to get everything ready for everybody. So <laughs> and that's yeah. the fun part, right? Get the whole prep work <laughs> instead of having a ton of people ascend on your house. It's like yeah, it's got to yeah, be great. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Er- Eric so. and I both hosted. It's the most fun part. So yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I feel like once it, everybody's here and everything's going on, it's going to be a lot of fun. But of course, um, but yeah, so it's. It's the prep work that's a lot of a lot of uh, actual work, but but yeah, we're excited. We're very excited. Awesome. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we definitely want to uh, say a huge thank you for all the sponsors because I know that we probably haven't had sponsors before, but um, we have a lot of people helping out with um, with sponsorship, which we really really do appreciate. Um, so we have our friends Forrest and Des at Cold Blooded Cafe. Um, and Robin and the team at uh, Ship You Reptiles, 
uh, feeder source and the Herb and Book Culture podcast as well. So we're, we're excited that everybody's been kind of chipping in and helping out, and we really, really do appreciate it. Awesome. Cool. So, yeah. Awesome. So, so, go ahead, Owen. I mean, like, so you guys are going to have a pretty big camping situation going on at your, at your carpet fest, right? Yeah, so we live out in the middle of Florida. So, I mean, I'm sure nobody knows where Melrose, Florida is. Um, we're just about, like, 30 <laughs> minutes away from Gainesville. Um, we have a five-acre property that people, if they want to come and camp, uh, if you have too much to drink and you're, uh, you can't drive home, then you can just basically park somewhere on the property and, and hang out. Awesome. So, well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, <clears throat> I'll be headed down to hang out with you guys for uh... – for the day, I guess, <laughs> for the yeah day and a half or yeah, whatever we're, it is. Uh, <laughs> we're definitely doing, we're going to do something the day before. So um, there's a couple of really good breweries in Gainesville. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously there's some great um, reptile people there like Eugene Bassett and Stephen Tillis and some other people that are probably, you know, willing to have some, some people over and hang out. So Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited. That that sounds like it's going to be a great time. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of different yeah. stuff to do, and obviously people can come and check out your guys' collection, which is primarily venomous stuff, right? Yeah. So I mean, um, we have a very large venomous collection. Um, we're probably sitting at about 250 reptiles total, um, oh. with the majority being being venomous. Um. So, yeah, so we, we do have some carpets, uh, some chondros, some other things. Um, but unfortunately, I mean, you guys know our situation. We lost the majority of our uh, Morelia collection tonight of virus. So, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of, of Morelia currently, but um, but we do have some, some cool stuff. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, and the auction is still – that's – everything is up yet or part of it? No. So, we still – we only have part of it going on right now. So we're, we're probably about a third in on um, this. So the auction's going on right now. Uh, we have mm-hmm. a couple more waves of stuff coming in. So we're pretty, there's some really cool stuff coming. So I'm kind of excited to, to see what, what everybody thinks of all the, the really nice auction items we have. So, awesome. so yeah. And then the t-shirt sales too, which is going for us arc. Um, we have, I think one more day left. So we've already reached our goal, but I still, there's, so much more money that we can raise for youth art. So if anybody wants to get t-shirts, they have to do that before the end of, I think tomorrow. So, so check it out. Ah, okay. So we got the yeah. t-shirts, the auction, uh, if you're in the area. So what would be maybe just put out what, uh, if you're flying in or, uh, wherever, where would you fly into? Uh, just so people know. Um, so, I mean, the closest airport is uh, Gainesville, and it actually is an international air- airport. Um, mm-hmm. They only have international. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Jacksonville is about an hour and a half, and, and Orlando is about two hours away. So any of those ones uh, you can definitely fly into and, and make your way down down to our place. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Um, I don't know. What uh, what other updates do you guys have? Any Any other Anything else you want to throw out there? Or, you know, anything, you know um, what, what else do you guys got cooking? I mean, we got a lot of stuff. I'm just excited for everybody to come over and see the collection and talk to everybody and, you know, just kind of hang out, drink beer. Cool. 
That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the whole point. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's good. You guys are in the right, you guys are heading the right direction. That's yeah. and rep, reptiles, food, and beer. What else do you need, right? That's really it. That's <laughs> really all. Um, and I, is it the proceeds from the auction are going to Nidovirus Research? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So, um, so we're raising money for Night of Virus Research. Uh, we have four different universities that we're working with on doing some research projects that are specific for things that we actually want to know, like, you know, which disinfectant will possibly kill the virus, and you know, are there any immunity for other snakes, and, and it's kind of all sorts of uh, really interesting stuff. So we're, we're kind of excited to be able to help out the community with, with Night of Virus Research. That's awesome. Well, that's really that's cool. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So, well, I'm just go ahead, Owen. I mean, I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing like obviously there's uh take a ton of pictures. Um I want to know every compromising situation that Eric gets into. Um <laughs> and a full report on if he slept on dirt. It's like, you know, if he slept outside, like don't cover him, just take more pictures. Like, you know, that's Yeah. all I want. Yeah, so, we're not sure what will happen to anybody who sleeps here because, you know, it's all fair game. So. All right, nah, cool. I, I, ha- I have in a hotel room, Owen. I'm a civilized oh, damn gentleman. It. <laughs> damn yeah. it. You ruined Jeez. the fun. I know. I'll take a picture of you, of me sleeping on dirt just for you. and you Thank you. That. That's all I want. That's so uh, right. much to ask. So Cool. Yeah. But and awesome. Owen, I'm supposed to give you a hard time. Uh, Ian told me to give you a hard time because you haven't bought a shirt yet, and uh-huh. apparently you haven't donated anything for the auction, uh-huh. and you're not even coming down here. So, uh-huh. Ian yeah. Ian has put me up to to give you a little a little heckling. Well, he can heckle me all he wants. Whether or not he gets a result is what happens. But uh, actually, we I've decided that I the only place I'm really going to have a rogue voucher is going to be at the Northeast Carpet Fest. So oh, there was that. I was I, trying. I, I yeah, I was trying to get <laughs> T-shirts made to give them out because that kind of seems to be what people's doing right now. But I kind of slacked off and didn't get those done in time. So <laughs> you kind of caught me Life, at a predicament. Likely story. I know. So yeah, and uh, I was told to save money for Australia, so I cannot travel for anywhere else. So those are all my excuses in order, and uh, I'm going to okay. stick to them. <laughs> yes, he does have he does have strict instructions that he's to go to the northern yeah. territory with us. <laughs> so, I'm not even allowed to buy okay. snakes. Like no Eric snakes. Eric oh, wow. from buying snakes. It's this is hard. So yeah, because he he'll, he'll it'll come up and he'll be like, hey, "What time to buy the tickets?" And he'll say, "Oh, I don't have the money. I just bought snakes." <laughs> Not like and this I'll has say, happened many years in a row, but <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, geez, a few of us are here. Oh, so I'm going to throw this out real quick. Fairfield, Fairfield Inn and Suites in Gainesville, I-75. Okay. Um, that's where Ian and a lot of people are staying at. So I guess that must cool. be awesome. somewhat close. So yeah. cool. Um, yeah, yeah, Gainesville's super close. So. Is it? All right. Okay. Awesome. Cool. We will. Well, we hope I you guys. Will. I will. <laughs> I will right, see you guys in a couple yeah, weeks. Have a good time. <laughs> yeah. you, Eric. Yes. I will wait to hear reports and all the fun stuff afterwards. So I hope you guys have a blast and uh, that it goes off well. So we're excited to hear about afterwards. Yeah. Cool. 
Well, thanks so much for letting me come on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, you guys take care. All right, you have a good one, Bea. Cool. All right. So, let's see. Um, We got news, and then we want to bring Zach on, or we want to bring Zach on and then do news. Oh, let's do the news with Zach. Let's do the news. (laughs) I hope this is Zach. Zach? (laughs) Sure, why not? It'll be like old times. Yeah, well... (laughs) It'd be like a trip many moons ago that we took to uh, the Arboreal Symposium. Mm, yes. True mm. story. <laughs> <laughs> I see a 215 number here, but uh, it has to be already, I don't hear right? anything yet. It has no. to be Hello? There he is. Hello? There's Zach. <laughs> hey. Can you hear What's me? What's up, man? Yes. 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 All right, good. Okay. I'm using a new, a new mic, so I want to make sure you guys can hear me. No, you're wow, good. Look, good. Man. See, he can't. He, he came fancy for us. He didn't oh, just. Yeah. You know, he's not calling from his car like other people <laughs> in Philadelphia that we know. You know, he's. Ouch. He's got the mic. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm mic. locked up in a room. I I kicked the dog out. You know what I mean. So it should. We should be okay. Okay. So before we so, jump into Uganda, we're just you know this is a big deal for Owen. I'm a, actually it's an extremely really cool big for deal. me too. I'm so, no, I'm so happy. <laughs> this guy in Australia, his name's Kurt Walker, has been working on this albino coastal carpet python project for a long time, and it finally uh-huh. came to fruition. So now there is a 100% coastal carpet python albino in Australia. So I'm gonna get my dirty ass Darwin's out of here so fast to just you know, <laughs> kick them out. So son of so, a bitch. So what Eric is saying, what Eric is saying is that he has those um, already in the pipeline and they're on the way here. Soon, I mean, Eric already has them in his basement. They're already in I his wish. basement. He just won't show me. Yeah, I knew it. <sighs> no, uh, but that the implications of that are freaking fantastic because then you can have. But it also, what is that going to do for the albino projects that are here? Because when Albino first came here, it was a mix between Darwin and IJ, and then the pure Darwins came, and all the mixed blood stuff kind of got kicked down in price. What happens when you get pure coastal Albino Jacks? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, you I have mean, a, an I Albino Jag that zoop, zoops around? It gets <laughs> <laughs> big and then flails? Yeah. Um, you know, it's... It, it, yeah. I. I uh, you'll get caramel albino jags that are all pure coastal. I might be the only idiot that cares, but God damn it, I care. So I, I yeah, can't no, wait. I think it's cool. Um, you know, I'd be curious to see if they're compatible. That would be interesting. Um, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's really cool. It's two seconds and you've ruined it for me. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> no, they're I, I would I would bet on anything that they're compatible. Well, the example yeah. is compatible across. IJ and Coastal, so why the hell wouldn't it albino be? Wait, did we prove that that was compatible? <laughs> Look at you throwing out stupid, stupid comments. I don't remember. Not knowing yeah. the fact. I thought we did, but no, I don't remember are, yeah. now. Okay, good. So. Well, you got quiet, and normally you only do that when I've just totally made an ass of myself. Wow. And, it's a true story. I mean, yeah. So, so all right. 
I just wanted to say congratulations to Kurt for proving it out. That's that's pretty pretty awesome. Even though it's in Australia, but we'll just watch it soon. You know, from here. Soon. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll open it up. But in the meantime, tonight we're talking with Zach about your trip to Uganda. So what? I have to start it with this. What made you want to go to Uganda? Like, is this something that you wanted to do, or this trip just popped up and you jumped on it? Yeah. So I guess we can start. Um, we could start back in in March. Um, so March rolled around. It was I was getting to my thirtieth birthday. Um, mm-hmm. So you know I was feeling I was feeling all sorry for myself like usual <laughs> on your thirtieth birthday. I and know I the feeling myself, all, all right, too I'm well. Do... <laughs> Eric's like you forty. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that you was know, fourteen like, years right, ago. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. I was like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a trip. You know, I've, I've been dying to do a trip, keep talking about doing a trip somewhere. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to bite the bullet, uh, get a plane ticket, and just go somewhere. And so originally I thought, all right, I'm just going to go to Costa Rica, um, stay in the Eco Lodge for, for a week and just, you know, for my birthday, and that'll be that, right? Um, yeah. Then I started calling, yeah, then I started calling Eco Lodges on, in, you know, in March, not realizing that, you know, it's spring break. And so all the eco lodges were packed, um, and Damn. so I couldn't find a spot. Right. Um, so I, I kind of gave up on that, and I was uh, on Facebook looking around on some stuff and just goofing off. And I went to the Rare Reptile Classified, and it was literally the same day. Um, Herp had put up a, a post, a advertisement for that trip, for the Costa Rica trip they did in um, April. And so, mm-hmm. you know, one thing led to the other. They had one spot open left that they were trying to last-minute spot that they were trying to fill. And, you know, I just was like – I contacted them within 24 hours. I sent them the money, and it was a done deal. Uh, and it was kind of – it's kind of interesting that that kind of, you know, those – those you know, we talk about this a lot. You make some decisions that affect your life for the rest of your life, and sometimes just – it's just about showing up, right, about just pulling the trigger on things and, and other things kind of fall into place. Sure. And that's what happened there. Um, Costa Rica was an amazing trip. You know, Brian and Laura are probably the most two most amazing people I've ever met. Um, you know, young couple who have a passion for reptiles that I've never seen. The drive, um, the talent, um, everything that you that that they need to be successful in what they're doing. And you know, they're they're going to be a power couple. And uh, you know, I see them doing some pretty fantastic things in the future. Um, and just hanging out with them for those two weeks and just kind of getting to know them and getting to know what they were doing and how amazing that trip was. I mean, fantastic. They, you know, during that trip, they were talking about, well, what's the next trip, right? And they, oh, well, we're going back to Morocco. That's kind of cool. And they go, oh, and, and we're thinking about doing Uganda. I was like, Uganda? I was like, that sounds amazing. They're like, yeah, we might want to tie in to go and see the gorillas too and forest cobras and, you know, Gaboon Vipers, and I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm in. I'm 100% in. Let me know as soon as it, like, that's, that's without a doubt. I was like, let me know as soon as I become available. Put me down on the list. I want I want in. And, you know, it kind of came to the point where I got really excited about it, and they, and they, uh, and that's it, you know. I was, I was in. I was hooked. Um, Uganda is unique in that it's, it's, you know, for Africa, it's pretty mild in terms of climate. So you get, you get a big, um, population of different kinds of, of reptiles and, and so you know you get you get your a great 
group of vipers that are my favorite to photograph, right? Uh, mainly because they sit still, so that's always great. Um, sure. And so, you know, I was like, that's it, Uganda has to be it, and uh, that's it, yeah, Uganda's great. And who doesn't want to go see gorillas? Um, gorillas, uh, you don't really get to see them much. The only place you can see them is in, either in the Virungas in in the Congo, which, as you know, the Congo is pretty pretty uh, sketchy place to visit these days. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that is pretty much nobody really goes to the Congo. So the place people go to see gorillas um, consistently and safely is is Uganda. So that was a that was a no-brainer, too. Uh, what, what Brian and Laura did, too, which was pretty cool, is they, they kind of made it a, you know, they split the trip up where the first, you know, the first um, 18 days or so, was all about the herps, was, you know, concentrating on finding all the reptiles we could. And then the last few days were were spent um, going for the gorillas. And so it gave some people the opportunity to either come to see the gorillas or not. So um, they were smart mm-hmm. in that way. Um, so that reduced the price for some people, which was awesome. So who wanted just to go see the reptiles, they did. Um, and that just opened the door up. To do a trip like that out there um, is very expensive um, for, for most situations. Uh, I've looked at, I've looked into going to see gorillas tracking um, in Uganda, and it's absurd what they're what they're asking for. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of what Brian and Laura do is almost at cost, right? I mean, really, the the prices they're doing these trips on is astronomically low, and it's really because they they have a passion for what they're doing, and it's not really even that's not their bread and butter. Their bread and butter isn't the expeditions. That's kind of the icing on it. Most of what mm-hmm. they do is education within. Um, Belgium, so it becomes, you know, the expeditions is kind of just the thing they like to do for fun. If they can bring more people, the more people to marry, or the easier you find animals, that sort of thing. So with a group of 17, that's a lot of people. Wow. Yeah, it is. You know, so 17, you know, that that in and of itself, there's no trip that has been done like that before. A group of 17 people go into Uganda looking for reptiles. It just hasn't been done before. Um, so all that all that kind of drove me to want to do it and to be really excited about it. And, uh, and it all paid off in the end, you know, so it was pretty cool. So like when you, when you're going out at 17, are you going out like all together or are you going out at different spots or like, how does that work? I mean, that's a lot of people to, yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, you, you go to whatever location it would be and you just hit it hard. Right. So you have 17 people, you, you, you kind of split up, you go different directions and you just canvas an area, you know, um, you know, you'll stay a couple meters apart from each other and you're just literally going right through the forest, trying to find any little thing you can. And because you have 17 people, you increase the likelihood of finding something 17 times. Yeah. Right. So a half hour looking, half hour looking in the rainforest becomes, you know, an insane amount of man hours. Mm. So, you know, we, that's that's the the beauty of it too. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that they have the the ability to do those large trips also gives them the success that they, that that they have. So, um, it's nothing it's nothing but amazing, really. It's a lot of logistics, as you can imagine. I mean, like, Eric, you know how it was to travel. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Trying to, yeah. trying to do the logistics for when you have four people, three people or so, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that like, was... It's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah. And, nope. and and Uganda, like, you know, like most places in Africa, you know, it's kind of everything's done uh, in person. There's no there's no wiring money. There's no none of that. I mean, it's all... So you're, you're you know, you're counting on people to do things for you there. 
why you're not even in the country to set up, you know. So it's a lot of, you know, it's like herding cats, man. So hmm. um, a trip to Uganda is not easy. It really, well, really is not. Um, Zach, yeah. didn't you lose your passport like right before <laughs> you left? <laughs> I mean, because yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, seeing yeah, yeah. that no, where it was something. like, that's, <laughs> that's something different. I went on a hike. I went on a hike with the dog and my brother, yeah. and I had I had my camera gear on me because I, I wanted to. You know, I was doing a lot of training. I was like, listen, Costa Rica kicked my ass. I mean, to be totally honest, <laughs> um, I was on pain medication. You know, Costa Rica is one of those places where you go uphill both ways. Um, <laughs> it never ends. At least, it, at, least it, at least it feels like that, right? So it's uh-huh. really tiring. I was in pain, man. I was in pain from start to finish on that trip. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. And so I hit the gym hard. I hit hikes hard. I was hiking every day before, um, before you got on there just to kind of get my, myself prepared. And I was out uh, on a hike, and I got back to the car. I loaded the dog up. I was talking to my brother and stuff. And I, and I put the camera bag on and put my backpack on. Like I was going herping just to get my body used to carrying that weight or whatever, seeing how things would work, seeing how the camera would work, how easy this guy on the bag, how, you know, all that stuff. I was kind mm. of just preparing. And I left the bag on the floor and drove away. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Literally, the, the minute we got home, you know, we, we I, I realized exactly what happened. I knew exactly where I left it, too. And I we, drove, we raced back there. We got back there within 45 minutes and gone. Gone. And stupidly, yeah. and stupidly, I had put my passport inside just to make sure it fit in one of the pockets. And yeah, that's all she wrote. Ugh, so not wow. only did I lose all my camera equipment, right? Mm-hmm. Not cheap. Right. <laughs> I also uh, lost my passport uh, a month before I had to leave. So you can imagine kind of passport, which results in your visas being. Um, you know, decline because your passport has to match on your visa. So I had to redo all my visas. And then oh. I also had to, uh, yeah, then on top of that, you know, in order to get permits to go see the gorillas, they need your passport information. Now I got it. And so now, Brian Laura, <laughs> thank God, they're amazing. They were able to contact <laughs> the, the people at the, at the gorilla tracking and, and get my passport fixed with them and everything else. So it was a bit of a headache, but it, it all worked Jesus. out. Yeah, wow. but, yeah, you know, that's that kind of makes the trip a, a little bit blow, more special. Yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I made it, it. A, it was, myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I actually got there, I was like, you know, and, and of course, the whole time there, right, I've never traveled this far. I mean, it's far, dude. It's it's far. I mean, I mean, Eric, you've traveled to Australia, so you know what that's like. That's even crazier yeah. far. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a 14-hour flight, that, that's that's far. So the flight out, yeah. of, out of JFK to to uh, Nairobi in Kenya, and then you hop on a, a small flight to Entebbe in Uganda. And I just was like, just please, 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 just let me get – and I only had an hour layover in Nairobi, and I just didn't feel like that was enough time to get my bag, to get my checked bag from one plane to another, especially in Africa, man. I was like, I don't know if this is going to happen. So when I got to Uganda and my bag was there and everything was there, that was it, man. Everything else after that was gravy to me. I was just so excited <laughs> just to be there. So I was like, I can't believe I made it. I can't believe all my bags here just because all the drama I went just trying to get out there. Um, it was kind of just, well, yeah, I was just super happy. So Jesus. I know how I felt when I got to Australia. I mean, what was it like when you're in Africa? I mean, basically the home of where we all evolved from, you know, like was did it yeah, have a – Yeah, yeah. It did, man. I uh, had a bit of um, 
it was it was a you know I I put a post about this uh, earlier I think like a week ago about just kind of how I felt there and, and some of my my views and and um, you know just just in general um, and uh, it was different like you, like I got off of you know I got my bag I, I'm wait you know I I had texted the group you know saying I'm here and they were on the way to pick me up with the driver and you know the, the trip was going to start and I'm <laughs> it's kind of funny I'm sitting outside just the entrance of of the airport. And just waiting right. there, waiting there for a good like five, ten minutes, and all of a sudden I get a tap on my shoulder, and I turn around and there's a guy standing there in full fatigues in an AK-47. He goes, "Sir, you got to move." I'm like, "All right, well, okay. I got to go." Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Absolutely, sir. What do you need me to go? Whatever, Whatever you say. <laughs> I was like, hey, "You need me to stay where? This is not where I can. Oh, I have to stay there. Okay, no problem. I'm going. Yep, definitely." Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I guess I'm in Africa, right? So, right. you know, I was like, oh, this is, this is uh, no joke. You know? Right. I was like, oh, man, you know, the, the movies are real. Um, so, you know, and, and, just, and just everything else, right? You know, every time we stayed at a hotel, there was like, you know, barbed wire and, and high walls all the way around it. It's like Hotel Rwanda, if you ever saw that movie, right? So it's like, oh, sure. my God. you know what I mean? It's like, you know what I'm saying? There's like, there's a guard at every, at, in every hotel with AK-47. You're like, this is where we are. We are in Africa, man. We're in we're in the heart of it. And uh, what's interesting about Uganda? Uganda sits kind of it sits um it sits uh, west of Kenya and, and uh, east of of the Congo, and it, and it sits it sits on uh, Lake Victoria, which is the largest lake in, in Africa. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 like an ocean, man. It's huge. It's like a, it, you know, it's crazy, and it sits right there. And most of it, a lot of its border is is, is on the lake, and um, uh, it's a really cool place. Um, What's interesting about it is uh, recently, you know, I, I, when you think of when you think of Uganda, I, I, I usually think of the Congo. You know, you think of deep, deep jungle, and, and, and mm. really, that's not really what it is, right? Um, right. Uganda has a has a huge, huge population. It's very population dense um, compared to other places, um, and it's kind of unfortunate for the, for the snakes that live there because they live in in pretty. You know, it's not a developed country, but it's, you know, most of what, it's all farmland as long as the eye can see, right? So it's like, mm. you know, and you're literally trying to find these snakes in, in, in patches of forest, no more than a few acres sometimes. And, you know, you go to the spot where it's between five or four different farms and this little, you're like, oh, where are we looking? Oh, you see those, you see that group of trees over there? Like, yeah, that little tiny patch of trees. They're like, yeah, that's where we're going to look for this snake. Like, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> really? Like that's the kind of place it is. It's it's not what you you know what I mean? It's not really what I imagined at first. Um Right. And so that kinda of, kinda of threw me off. I, I wasn't really expecting that. Um but you know, but it was interesting in that. Uh, it was it was actually it's kinda of funny, there was one there was one spot where it was almost like in this park like area and you know, this kid's playing soccer, right, in this park and we're literally looking puff at her, right? Oh my God, it's, you know, right? wow! It's like we were looking for you Crocs know, at the swimming hole. Well, are you going to tell yeah, everybody yeah, else what you're like, doing? We're looking for puff and it's like almost like this park, and it's like right, okay, right. And then you know, a few yards later, we're looking for uh, forest cobras in another patch of forest right next Holy. to a park, and it's just like, you know, we found them. Like it's not like we did. <laughs> right? So it's like it's the craziest thing, man. It's just it is just wacky. Um, and it's a tough place, and, and it's a tough place for the snakes because, as you can imagine, you know, uh, 
when a, when a local sees a snake, it's a machete that it's going to get, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. In those places. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, we saw, we saw some pretty beat up snakes too, no doubt. Um, you know, we, we found a, we found a Jameis's mamba that wasn't too, wasn't looking too hot, but we did find a mamba, which is pretty cool. That is um, nuts. And again, we found him in almost this farm-like area. Like there was a guy literally tilling the earth 20 yards away. Um, so again, Were you nervous? Yeah. Were you nervous kind of, about coming across those species? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Venomous? <laughs> you know. uh, I, don't, I don't mind. Listen, you know, um, uh, the, the vipers are um, a bit, to me, are a little scarier. Um, and it's only because you know, a puff adder or a kaboom viper is literally going to sit there. It's not going to move. Um, right. A Jameson or a Mambo or a Forest Cobra, the first thing it's going to do is bolt as quickly as it can away from you. And so, you know, uh, I told myself before the trip, you know, I'm not the most experienced guy out there, and so I'm not going to be – and, you know, and, and that's the rule too, is that um, Brian and Laura are the ones who, 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 you know, restrain the animal or find a snake or whatever. You know, they're the ones who, who handle, if anything. Um, right. We don't do any of that. Yeah. Um, and that's listen. You know, that's their liability, right? They're taking you out there. It's their company. Right. So you got to you got to follow the rules. So listen, I'm I'm all okay. I'm okay with that. Let me tell you. I'm not. You know what I mean? You want to go muck with it? Go have at it. Oh, exactly. I'm, not, I'm not there. I'll, I'll be back here. I can watch. I don't have to touch it, right? So. Right. Um, yeah. And so, not, so you know, so it's really just spotting, here. right? Right. So it's really just spotting. But yeah, of course, man. Uh, you know you. Mm. You know, the forest cobra for me, um, I, I don't know if I told you, Eric. I'm, I think I did. I told you that I, I used to have dreams about forest cobras, about keeping them and getting, yeah. getting bit by one. I, I used to have a recurring dream about a forest cobra, no doubt. <laughs> sure. So, like, How'd you feel seeing you one, know? you know, face-to-face yeah, yeah, in yeah. the wild? So, like, <laughs> you know, you're talking about a snake that's, you know, that's uh, it's, probably, it's probably one of the most common snakes in, in, in Uganda, and it's um, and it's one of the most pissy cobras there is. It's it's a it's yeah. a nasty little animal. You know what I mean? It's it's very very nasty. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, knowing that and, and being out there point. looking for one, you know, looking out there looking for one is is kind of nuts. But it was cool, man. Uh, you know, uh, and we saw some we saw some great things and and yeah. Yeah, the forest cobra's cool. nuts, and the mamba was cool. I know. Um, Chris Chris uh, kept forest cobras, which is a surprise to nobody who knows him, um, and that they are insane. But some of the other stuff you found, dude. I mean, uh, looking at the pictures right now, there was a there was a viper. The rhino vipers you found were just gorgeous. So I mean, yeah, yeah, we we found one. Um, okay, and uh, it was it was a juvenile male. It was. Um, you know, the smaller guy, and uh, there's actually, actually, you know what, I'm going to find it right now while we're talking. Um, they had posted up a, uh, Herp had posted up a, a video about that, that exact animal, um, some really cool footage about it, and things like that, and um, and kind of, yeah, that... there's a video in there of me, of me uh, recording the minute we found it. Um hmm. It was, it was, was that the one cool. where you're so, like running through and Marco Polo and yeah, all that? Is that... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, I fell, fell on my face a few times and I'm super excited. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, <laughs> no, that was so, pretty so dense. Happened, I mean, so... like, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, it's very dense. You saw how dense it is? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, you were you worried about sure. stepping on other? <laughs> yeah, but say, you know, <laughs> you know, now, now I know it's there. I'll be looking down every time going, where the hell, you know, are my feet uh-huh. going? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Eric doesn't realize that if we go to Northern Territory and we find one venomous snake, he's going to have to deal with me for the rest of the trip. So, you know, I'm not sure if he wants that. So, I yeah, was, yeah, well, so, th- so this is the thing, right? You're... I play it really safe. Um, mm-hmm. I, I play it really safe compared to, you know, some of the folks. <laughs> those, those, they'll, some wear long, they'll wear long pants, they'll wear shorts and sandals, and they're running out there, and I'm like, oh, my God. Right. That is, I'm there with boots. I have these snake-proof gaiters on, so that way I don't get bit on my ankle. Like, I'm I'm, I'm very safe out there, and it's, sometimes it's a pain in the butt to bring those, um, those bite-proof gaiters, and you're pinning them on, and they're sweaty, and they're annoying, but... Let me tell you, there's a few times where I've been out there, even, you know, even in Costa Rica, when you're out there, you know, there's, there's, there's freaking, you know, fertilance all over the place. Mm, yeah. You know, you're running through that forest looking for them, and, and the camouflage is amazing. And you're worried about that. Listen, having those gators on, yeah, you look like a little bit of like an idiot, but, you know, <laughs> uh, you're also being really safe. Sure. But to me, I, I, I'd rather be, look like an idiot than uh, get bit on the angle, that's for sure. And so... It, listen, I, I wear those and I'm super careful. Um, every time I, I, you know, go on the other side of a log, I make sure I use my snake hook, clear the other side of the log out before I go on the other side. You know, simple things like that, kind of keeping your keeping your head down. But you also have to look for bush vipers that are head height too. But you know, you're right. kind of just doing, you're kind of scanning everything to be as safe as possible. Um, and so sometimes, like, well, what if you step on one? It's like if I was so lucky to step on one, right? Right. <laughs> okay. so that's the other thing too is is you know in a perfect world yeah there'd be so many that you would step on them but it's just not that you know usually usually when you're looking for them you, you're not going to step on one it's the kids exactly. who are playing in the field it's kids who are you know but if you're conscious and you're looking for them and yeah it, that becomes not too likely um, you know if I if I were so lucky man let me tell you you know <laughs> step on them, it's just not going right. to happen you know we. Goodness gracious, sure. it wasn't that easy, I'm telling you. So, but yeah, it was a cool video in that. Um, so we had, you know, you do these things, right? So you split up, you kind of canvas the area, you look around, um, and try to try to find whatever snake. And we usually, what's nice about Uganda is you could pretty much target um, species. You can say, okay, this is the area that's known for X, Y, and Z. We're going to target it and we're going to look for it. Uh, uh-huh. um, and you could target it. So you can say, all right, well, if we're looking for Venice, Right? We're looking for Gabonico, we're looking for Nasicornis, or any of these large vipers. They're going to be on the floor. Clearly, they're not going to be mm-hmm. in the tree, and they're going to be mm-hmm. in the crux of a, you know, of a tree. They're going to be sitting on it, in a trunk of a tree, kind of hidden, and and you know where it has it literally has three has three walls, and it's facing out. So if anything tries to come in, you know what I mean? It, it, it's protected. It's protected all the way around except the front, and the front is a giant fang. Right, so it's protecting itself. And so that's where you're going to find them. And, yeah, that's where we did find them. We found them exactly where you would imagine. Um, but it was cool. So I knew – so we would we would scan out, you know, hit every tree. We would go to the forest and just literally look under every tree. And while we're mm-hmm. doing that, um, I get the – you know, you get the classic snake right from, like, maybe, you know, <laughs> Random meters and meters away. Yeah, oh, somewhere God. in the middle of the range, you'll hear snake. And you're like, what? And so everybody starts running. Right, everybody starts get, trying to get there because it's so exciting and everyone wants to see what it is. And I was like, well, this time I'm going to record it because, hmm. you know, it's such a 
that feeling, you know, that excitement, you know, it's hard to capture. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it you know so what is. I mean? I'm sure. I, <laughs> yes, I know, absolutely. Know. You don't have you don't have the, your your heart starts pumping. You don't know what it is yet, right? You have an idea and you're getting really uh-huh. excited and you and you're just racing through that forest. But you're but you also trying to keep your lookout because you never know what else you're gonna find. And it's like mm-hmm. and so it was that. And we did we do this cool thing as Marco Polo, right? Just a uh-huh. way for us to 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 know where everybody is because you know, a few yards in, you're not gonna see the next guy in front of you. And that's how mm-hmm. dense this place is. And so it's kind of like, all right, well, we've got to make sure everybody's together. We lost, you know, we lose everyone, some people every once in a while, you know what I mean? <laughs> and Marco Polo, and, until we find each other. I'm sure you can imagine 72 people, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. And so everybody starts running towards the snake. And I'm super excited. I got it on video, and I'm tripping over myself, getting my hook caught in, caught in its limb and doing this and falling over myself. look like a total idiot. And I get there, and, yeah, man, and – uh it was it was a rhino viber and uh, freaking I lost my shit. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Smoke to me, I, it's hard to beat that snake. Um, yeah, it's probably the most beautiful snake in the world. I think it's very hard. Like it's not. It's it's you know like what what could compare to the beauty of that animal? Not much, yeah. man. Especially the juvenile. You know what I mean? Like not much. It's blue, red, green, yellow giant horns on the front of its face, the white pattern, the pattern on its back, the arrowhead on its head, the super keeled scales. I know, I know, Owen, you love those keeled scales. Man. I do. Nothing, nothing <laughs> beats those spiky scales on that, on that line. armor. Man. Every scale is ridiculously keeled. It is the most beautiful snake. And to find one, it was incredible, man. It was absolutely yeah. so cool. You know, and, it, and it's the, and it's the, we only see these things, you know, in a zoo behind glass or, you know, I guess cause we're a little bit more plugged into the reptile world it, it, at somebody else's collection in a tub, you know, the thing you found, that thing was born there and it's lived its entire life there. And this is the wild. It can go wherever it wants. It's, you know, yeah. it, it, it's different. Yeah. So that's really it's cool. Totally different. Yeah. And you know, and just, you just imagine those things being out there all the time, you know, like yeah. you know they're out there and just, and it's just, it, it blows your mind that they're living out there and, and just kind of crazy to see them, um, and uh, it was just cool, man. And then, and then on top of that, right, you're photographing the most amazing snake that you've ever seen in your life, and you're photographing it, in, you know, in front of a freaking 200 foot tall tree, right? And, yeah, and Jurassic Park. That jungle. tree is Jesus. <laughs> Dude, you the only thing you hear and if you hear monkeys are throwing freaking uh, fruit down at you, right? <laughs> uh, you look over your head and and you hear these loud flapping, you look up and there's a giant, you know, a giant horn, uh, horn bill just flying over your head. It's like, right, this damn, like mark, man. it's the craziest thing you ever imagined. You're like, this is the nuttiest thing. It is wild. It is absolutely, it was an amazing experience, no doubt. Um, and, and just, and just soaking that in, you know, co- you know, black and white comics monkeys, my freaking favorite monkey there is, you know, <laughs> seeing those, seeing those running around, you know, it's just it's just crazy it's so cool um but unfortunately you know i knew i knew it. the reason why i went on that trip is because i know that's not very accessible and i knew i was doing something right. that uh, that might have been the only chance i had to go to uganda to be honest um right the place it's not easy man it's not an easy place to go to visit and it's certainly not an easy place to herp um and so yeah but uh, so I, I soaked it in, man, and and then and that's with battling bouts of malaria. So you know. <laughs> that, we were going to yeah. talk about that. 
We yeah. shall get a, you nearly died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, no, no, not, not quite, not quite. I, malaria, <clears throat> by definition, is not usually fatal. Is what they what they call it. <laughs> it's still malaria. Not it's fatal. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't Google yeah. malaria and good things come up. That's all I'm going to say. You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah, still yeah. malaria. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, we found. Man, let's tell you what. Luckily, we found that. Um, we found that rhino the day before I got symptoms, and um, so uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a sign or something. I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, it was like literally the next that that night, man. That's it. It hit me. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool. You know, it was uh, the trip itself. You know, you kind of you going around place to place looking for different things, and you're staying in um, different hotels. You know, you're staying in. You're staying in jungle camps, you know, set up a hammock and some trees, sleeping there, that sort of thing. So, you know, you're roughing it a bit, but then you have some hotel stays, and you're roughing it again, you have some hotel stays. So it was, it was interesting um, in that respect, too. A nice breakup. So there are some pictures that look like they were taken at night. Did you do a bunch of night herping, or was it, like, only once or twice? Um, we did... We did a, a fair amount of night herbing, um, mm. for sure. Um, but a lot of the, but we did. I think we did more uh, during the day. You know, if I'm if I'm thinking back now, that we did at night. Um, okay. And mainly because of the species we were targeting. Um, uh, so you know, um, you know, your forest cobra is going to be active during the day. Um, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah. So, we did most of it. Yeah, we did a lot of night herping, too. Absolutely. Okay. Is this like canopy rainforest type of deal? Is that, like, mostly where you're finding these snakes and stuff? Um, Depends. Uh, it really depends. Species? The vipers. Uh, yeah, the vipers for sure. The vipers are going to be in as dense of a forest as you can find. Um, they're going to be in forests, right? Uh, right, yeah. Your, uh, you know, your your you know lapids and, and things like that, and your colubrids and stuff, they're going to be kind of in more bush-like habitat. One could say, um, on the edge of farmland, on the things like that, because they like a lot of sunlight. They like a lot. Of, they like to bask a lot. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, when you're when you're in the forest and it's cool, and it's like a little bit cool in there, and it's not too hot. There's not a lot of light hitting the floor. You know, you're not going to find a lot of lapids in there. Um, but right. you know you're going to most likely, you're more likely to find, you know, vipers in there because they, they like those kind of cooler temps. They like to be a little more hidden, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so so yeah, what were the I mean, temps like? what we looked for was forest. Uh, temps, um, on a cool day, let's say it was like a rainy kind of day, like 75, right? Oh, okay. Right. On a cooler day. Um, on a hot day, it was 88, like 85. Mostly okay. in the 80 degree range during the day. Right, so in terms of ambient temperatures, at night it would get down into like the mid 60s. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty significant. That's a pretty significant drop. Yeah. Um, so it's not, you know what I mean, like mid 60s, you know, that sort of thing. So um, it rained usually in the morning. Uh, it was pretty clear during the day. So if rain would come, it would come in the morning. It would rain like crazy, and they would stop. Um, um, we kind of lucked out. We were there on the end, the tail end of the wet season, and oh, okay. so. Uh, and what was what's nice about that is, you know, the wet season is when all the reptiles are doing their thing. So, uh, mm-hmm. 
And not only that, a lot of a lot of people don't go to they don't travel to Africa much during the wet season. It's not really good for safari. Um, mainly because your truck could get stuck, right? Um, yep. The grass is like the grass is like five feet tall, so it's hiding most of the wildlife you want to see. You know that kind uh, of stuff, right? Gotcha. So you know, so for reptiles, it's fantastic uh, because they they feed off of the rodents. They get their populations increase during the wet season. You know that sort of thing, and so you you increase the likelihood of seeing them because they're reproducing, they're having young, stuff like that. Um, we found um, two Nile monitors. Which is pretty cool, baby Niles, which were pretty cool. We found That's very animals. awesome. Yeah. You know that must have that must have hatched out within you know uh, a week or so. Like very young. Yeah, a couple days. We got, to, we got to play with those. Yeah, we got to play with those. That was pretty cool. Um, you know, so different things like that. Like you, you're you increase the chance of seeing some of those things because more animals are just around. Yeah. Very cool. <clears throat> um, did you guys like? Did you stay in an area and then you moved to another area? Did you drive to the forest? Like, how did that work? Like, what, or were you just, like, camping in that spot and then you went, like, did you go camp where you're going to go herp the next day or, like? Um, It really depended, like, honestly. um, Some of the places, you know, you can, we had, like, a base hotel and then we kind of went out, you know, to different locations because they were pretty close or whatever or, that sort of thing. Gotcha. Um, so okay. that wasn't too bad. So, and then other locations, you know, we we camped out there because um, it just made it easier to 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 go look at night, especially. Um, sure. Um, so what was it of, like so, camping like out at saying, Africa at night? No nervousing anything like that. You know, like, <laughs> you're a lion, and we're like, What's I it? don't want to be here. I mean, <laughs> like, did you hear you know, stuff like that uh, in the background yeah. or? No, 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 I don't, uh, for, fortunately not, right? Okay. So, um, uh, lions, lions are pretty, they're, they're pretty, uh, kind of restricted to a park, so you're not really going to see lions out and about in the middle of, uh, of, of Uganda, mostly. Um, leopards a little more likely, uh, but, uh, right. you know, when you, when you, uh, when you ask people, hey, uh, are there any leopards in the forest? They're like, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 That's a yes or no question. <laughs> and you're like, well, okay, that's not an answer. I got a yes or no. Yeah, answer. you know, give me something. Can you we kind of went through that with the cassowaries. Yeah. Cassowaries around here? So should I worry about peeing in the woods at night? Getting up out of my hammock at night? Is someone going to take me up a tree? It's just, I guess, it's just a thing. But you got me. You got that? Eh, maybe that's that's the answer. To everything. Eh. That's why all bases are covered. Exactly, exactly. You can't right. you can't nail them down on the answer, man. They just go eh. right. Like, we haven't lost anybody in a while. Wait, what? You know, yeah. <laughs> you have a pretty good record. Oh, man, what? Listen. It was the first night. The first night that we spent in a in a in a camp like area. Listen, it was it was it was pretty nice though. Uh, the it it was it was kind of glamping. You know, we did have a bathroom, so that's there's that. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, in the one spot there was actual toilet, which was fantastic. Um, another yeah. spot it was a latrine, so that's a little different. 
Yeah, um, a little less. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and this place had a shower too, which is pretty nice, right? Other yeah. Place had a hose or not? Um, so you know <laughs> stuff like that. So, you know, but this place, uh, yeah, I was the first night we were camping out there. Now it could have been a malaria talk, right? So keep in mind. <laughs> keep in mind. I got gotcha. you. One of the things right. that malaria causes is hallucinations. Okay. But I remember I was laying in, I was, I woke up in the middle of the night, shivering my behind off. Okay. Having a malaria attack, apparently. And I just remember this, this hooting. Like, it's, like to me, it sounded like a chimp. Now, it could have been a chimp. No chimps lived where we were. So it could have been a chimp. But it sounded like a chimp. Now, the only hmm. thing I could think of is there had to be some kind of, one of the monkeys or something got really upset one night or got, got startled or something. But, dude, it was like a, Oh, and I had earplugs in. See, I was very smart. I brought earplugs. I put the earplugs in. So that way, if I heard any rustling, I would just stay asleep. I wouldn't get up and start thinking about things. Until it's too late. Going. It's great. No. You know what? I want to hear. Me, I, I might as well not see it coming. I don't want to know what I'm with you. I don't want to say, listen, right. get me by the take throat. Me out. Make it quick. Take right. me out, buddy. I don't want to yeah. see you coming. So I had the earplugs in, and uh, some of the people on the trip, oh, my God, snored like you never believe. I thought they were chimps, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so there's that too, right? <laughs> so maybe it was one of the guys, I don't know. But I was saying, right. you know, I couldn't, you know, it was this big hoot. And I'm like, what is that? And I woke up like, what the hell was that? And I'm like, okay, did anybody, I'm looking. So I, I, I open up my little hammock, and I, I peer out, and it's pitch black out there, I'm like, no, and nobody. Like, it was just dead silent. So I zipped myself back in, put my earplugs back in, and just try to fall asleep again. And then the next day, I was like, did anybody else hear that? And someone was like, yeah, I heard that. And I was like, okay. I would hear screams wow. and stuff, all kind of weird stuff, man. It was weird out there. Yeah. Weird. A lot of weird, interesting noises. There was this bird that made this noise like, like a screaming, like it just sounded like something screaming its head off. Like just like, <laughs> great, it's the weirdest great. thing, man. <laughs> so in the middle of the night, you're just here, you know, just screaming. You're like, what is that? Like it's, right. it's wild. Whatever it's wild animal place, that is, <laughs> whatever that is, stop please it. stop. Like, <laughs> yeah. and you can't help yourself, right? So like, those a few times where, you know, I was tired of sitting around camp or whatever, so I wanted to go, you know, just. Just go off my own a little bit down the path, you know, see what I can see, you know. That's how you find stuff, man, when, you know, when people just go by themselves and just randomly during the day and they call out and, you know, they found something. And so I was like, well, I haven't found anything on my own yet, so let me go see if I can find something. I just remember being out there with my flashlight. I mean, it's just pitch black, right? You've gone in forest, and I'm just like, I just start, you know, your head starts playing with you. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah. oh my god, what if I just turn my flashlight and there's some eyes just staring at me? Right? Yeah, what so are I start like freaking myself out. <laughs> oh, well, let me get out of here, man. Let me... nice. Why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me, let me not. Let me not. The guy said there was no leopards here, but I don't know, man. I, yeah, no. I would imagine. I would imagine this large, this, this big forest would have some kind of leopard in it. The one would imagine. Yes, yeah. I was like, I don't believe him for a minute. I was like, when's the last time you put a camera trap in here? I bet you you have it. I bet you have it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so yeah, that was funny. But yeah, that's kind of sketch, right? When you start thinking about it. Really just in your head. Um, Listen, the most dangerous thing in Uganda is those damn mosquitoes, let me tell you. So, um, 
Well, yeah, until you got malaria. And, tra- and oh, uh, well, mosquitoes and, and the traffic is nuts, man. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Now, do they drive on the other side of the road, like Australia? <laughs> yeah, they do, man. So I know you experienced that in Australia. Yeah, it bugs you yeah. out, don't it? Yeah, Eric almost killed everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Did you turn your your windshield wipers on? (laughs) Did you turn your windshield wipers on when you go to turn? Like that kind of deal? (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I did that. I mean, you know, listen, we we hired a driver, right? So we had a bus. They did the right thing. They had other people. Right. Yeah, we had experienced people driving us, absolutely. So he did have a driver, which was was great. Um, He did all the driving. He was a great driver, too, so. You know, there's that. Um, but we did have a driver, and we had a bus, which was nice. And, but we spent a lot of time on the bus, man, because there was a lot of driving to this place, driving to that place. Um, you know, and and listen, it, it was a pilot trip, right? So mm-hmm. nobody has done a trip like this. You've gone it before. Whether or not they'll do it again is up in the air. Because um, it was a oh, so this trip. Was, there's no, no doubt about it. No doubt. This about was it. the first time that they went there. Oh wow. That's right. It was. Yeah. And, it was they, and they had that trip. much success finding stuff. I mean. That's really awesome yeah. that they actually found. Like, did you guys have target species you were looking for, or was it of just course, the? Right? So, yeah. Yeah, of course. So you have, you know, we had a target list, right? Um, everybody's target species was different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I want to see a forest cobra, right? That's what I wanted to Ding. see, and, and you, you know, we that. saw it the third day, right? <laughs> we saw it the third day, so boom, done. Everything else after that was gravy to me. Like it was. Just, Total gravy. Like I, it doesn't matter what we found. Sec, you know, and then the, the second biggest find we found was was um was a gaboo viper. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, that thing was pretty. Wow. Come on. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, that's pretty badass. So that's the thing, right? So, so, so Uganda and, and you know Brian would say this during the trip. You know, it has it has low biodiversity. I mean, that there's like when when you compare it, like Uganda to like Costa Rica, Costa Rica. You know, so many freaking reptiles in Costa Rica and amphibians in Costa Rica. Like every five minutes, you're stopping to photograph something. It's crazy. The density mm-hmm. there is nuts, right? So not only do you have lower biodiversity in Uganda, you also have a lot lower density. There's not as many animals, right? Mm-hmm. Not as many snakes, right? And so, but when you do find something, you're finding like the most iconic species on the planet, right? So True. when you're finding when you're finding something, you're not you know it's a fifteenth eyelash viper, right? Hmm. It's like oh shit, it's a gaboon viper. Like it's right. the snake with the biggest fangs in the world, like you know monster of a snake, and you know she was a huge female, and and that that was interesting. So let me paint this picture a little bit, right? So mm-hmm. let's go for the gaboon because it was it was kind of interesting. Um, we get to this patch of forest that, that this, um, and literally it was a patch, man. I'm telling you, it was a patch. It was like maybe an acre or two, right? I mean, literally, that's how small this was. Um, uh, while I'm looking, right, in this forest, there's a herd of cows next to the forest eating grass. You know those big cows with those really huge horns? Yes. yes. You know, those, like, super famous Ugandan cows with huge horns? Yeah, those yes. guys were eating, and his their cage caretaker was with them, and I'm here literally 10 yards away trying to find a gaboon viper. Right? Crazy. Blows your mind. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm searching around, searching around. And, of course, we get the, you know, we, we get the you get the call, snake, and we run over. And Brian goes, wait till you see this thing. Wait till you see this thing. <laughs> I'm like, 
Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I was like, what is it? He's like, it's a bunny cow. I'm like, no way. See it. Wait till you see it. And you're like, look at it. And I'm looking, I'm like, where is it? I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. It was it was tucked up into a buttress tree, right? Right in the crux of a buttress tree. And it was mm-hmm. under these leaf litter, kinda and I could not see the snake at all. And this was a huge, huge snake, and I could not see her at all. It was only until somebody pointed out the head. I was like, oh, once I saw the head, I saw the rest of the body. I'm like, that is crazy. So who knows if I would have found another one or if somebody else found another one and didn't see it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's right. that's how good camouflage these animals are. Uh, and this thing was massive. It was massive. Um, and then it's super, super mellow, right? It's a big snake. It doesn't need to be all that ornery because you know, nothing's really going to mess with it. And uh, you got to spend a good amount of time with that snake and photograph that snake. And, um, you know, everybody got pictures behind it, right, with it. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, and it was, it was a monster, man. The head was insane, insane. And and that was it, man. That was a highlight. That was like, okay, now, after you found that snake, right? So it's the funniest part about it, I'm sure you, Eric, you know this, no matter what you find, it's always something else that you want to find afterwards, right? <laughs> so yeah. It doesn't just stop, yeah. Right? No. It doesn't stop. No. Right? So now we found the Gaboon. Now we're like, all right, now we got to find Nazi coordinates. Let's go. We got to find that rhino viper. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. Hmm. You know, it's like, okay, we can't be happy with finding two of the most iconic animals that you've done as far as COVID. <laughs> it's never good enough. You know what I mean? It's just never good enough. You always want to find more. Right. So that's, the, that's the best part about it is that you get to share that passion. And then, boom, what's the next snake we want to find? All right, we want to make sure we find a rhino viper. That'd be insane. Right? Because yeah. that's where you find him. You find him in Uganda. And we, you know, we found one. Boom, done. Then we're like, what else do we want to find? Oh, we got to find some bush vipers in my theaters. You got to find some, right? I mean, you have to find some. They're bush vipers. They're, most, they're, they're probably one of the most popular venomous snakes currently, right? In the, in the hop. Mm-hmm. We got to find one of those. And, boom found one. It's like everything we want to find something else. You know, we, we want to find chameleons. We want to find... So it never stops, man. It's just... And that's the fun of it. That's, that's the fun of it. Especially when you're hitting, right? When you're finding stuff and you're hitting, you right. want to keep going. You want to keep finding stuff. And and I think it's kind of like that. You know, you take some herb trips, I think, and you know, some people strike, strike, strike out, right? Right. You know, I they can do. only imagine if there's only two... I, I can only imagine if only two of us on that trip, right? Would we have found the animals we did? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know if we were just extremely, extremely lucky, or you know, we were just well, you know, Rob's like a snake whisperer. Rob is that good. Rob is is worth twenty guys looking in a field. So yeah. But we, yeah, I I know what you're saying because the first, you know, when we found the first carpet python, it was sort of like, at least Rob was saying that he kind of felt okay at that point because he was like, <laughs> okay, Eric's going to be calm now for the rest of the, you know what I mean? Like he's going to, he's going to be okay. Cause he saw a carpet python, you know? Um, now, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pose this question to the two of you mm-hmm. have seeing these animals, these dream species, you know, Zach, it was the forest cobra and Eric, it was the carpet python. Has that changed your outlook on the animals that you have, or the animals in captivity that you see? Like, has it changed your outlook and feel about them? Um, I guess I can, yeah, of course, right? So, 
course, hundred yeah. percent. Um, to me, what was what was especially when you see some of the some of the iconic ones. Yeah, I'm not like, even gonna. I'm not gonna. Well, I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. I mean, we saw a lot of habits that destruction, and we also right. saw a lot of um, a lot of signs of, of areas that were supposed to be hotbeds for some of these animals being totally, utterly devoid of them. Mm. Um, and you know, the only thing we can contribute that to is you know, you know, partly the pet trade. I mean, to be totally honest, right? Um, right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, there's tons of quad caught kaboons and rhino vipers and I mean, what? These things are bred in captivity. What are you doing? Still taking them? I don't get it. Right? Hmm. Tons of them still being taken out of t- taken out of sure. and, and various wild, countries there. And you just wild caught or cheaper? What? what? Wild yeah, caught or cheaper? How it goes? On? Yeah. You know, and so so that seeing seeing the actual <clears throat> evidence, right? Mm. To that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the habitat destruction—you know—that's going to happen, especially in a in a in a in a booming a place that has booming population like Uganda does. Uganda had in 2012, Uganda had 35 million people. In 2018, it's 45 million people. Wow! Holy okay? shit! That's an increase of 10 million people. Yeah. In six years, the average age in Uganda is 15. Wow. The average age in the United States is almost 40. Mm-hmm. The average woman in yeah. Uganda is having six children. So when you, start, when you start doing those, yeah, exactly. When you start doing those maps, it's like unsustainable. Realize, okay. yeah. 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 Well, right. So you look at, so then you, then, then when you're literally herping those patches of forest surrounded by people trying to grow food for their kids, you, you, under, you understand the ramifications of that. And then you also understand, all right, the patch of the forest that do exist, when they're devoid of animals, you understand, okay, so what is doing that? The only thing that could be doing that is people collecting them. That's it. Mm-hmm. If, the, if, the, if the forest is there, but there's no animals there, they must be taken mm-hmm. out, right? So you, yeah. then, then at that point, you're thinking to yourself, okay, so clearly they're coming, they're taking these animals out of here. I just think of, like, activities, right? You're looking, you're looking at the... The you know the bush vipers have become super popular, right? Everyone wants that snake that looks like a dragon, right? Right. The most beautiful snakes, right? no doubt. The most beautiful vipers, tree vipers, they stay small. Uh, you know, they're like the eyelash vipers of, of you know of Africa, and they're gorgeous, no doubt, no doubt. But you understand that the you know the popularity of those animals in the hobby has affected the populations in the wild. 100%. Yeah, of course. Without a doubt. Yeah, it has Without to. Without a doubt. And we saw that. We saw places that should be, you know, that should be full of these things. They're gone. Not there. So that was that was a bit frustrating, too, you know, seeing that, experiencing that. And that kind of gives you a different different outlook, especially on the hobby, right? Mm-hmm. Especially me now, right? Me now look on the outside looking in, right? Mm-hmm. A and you see that, you know, you, you, you start to, you, you see that effect and you're like, well, how can we mitigate this? You know? Yeah. And so there's that. In terms of keeping animals, um, yeah, I guess, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know if I would change anything, at least in terms of what my snake husbandry was and what it would 
would be or what it will be. I don't know if I would change that much. Being mm-hmm. out there and seeing them out there, um, I don't know if it would because I think, you know, I think um, a broke don't fix it, right? Um, yeah. Of course, you know, you look at the snake in the middle of the butcher street, you're like, oh, I want that in my house. Right? You see that you see that giant tree with that snake sitting on the bottom of it? Oh, wouldn't that be nice in my house? Like that to me is sometimes I go into that more, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so much better than a rack. Like that gets into your head too, of course, right? So it's a little bit of both. But in terms of the keeping aspect of it, something like that, I don't know if I would change uh much. Um But I'm but I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of out of that now. So I didn't really, I didn't, I wasn't really paying attention to it in those, in that way. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like you, you're keeping forest cobras at the moment. So, you know, exactly. It's, right. exactly. So, so, yeah, exactly. So if I went to Venezuela or if I went to like Colombia and I was looking and I was looking at uh, poison dart frogs in the wild, right? Yeah. At the, the ones I keep. Right, that would maybe change the things I do at home. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm sure for Eric, it definitely made you think differently when seeing a carpet in the wild because you have so many at home. Kind of what you could do different things to try. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Yeah. But to me, I'm never going to keep a forest cover, man. So <laughs> That's <laughs> not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. You know. Listen, uh, uh-huh. Australia, Australia wasn't so much, you know, like what you're saying, as much as it was um, the cane toads. Like, dude, you cannot, you cannot understand how many cane toads are. Like when we found, when we were in Brisbane and walking through this park, and we found that coastal carpet. And then I think mm. it was a like a few weeks later, Zach. You ha- I seen a post that you had shared, and it was the coastal carpet that tried to eat a cane toad that one. was dead. Yeah. They got yep. killed. Um, yeah. Dude, yeah. that 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 upset me. Like, and I'm thinking like, wow, you know, I should have hit more of them. Yeah, you know. Well, no, it was it was it was a horrible thing because I was torn because I was like, you know, I I don't want to kill an animal. You like reptiles and amphibians. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, as I I, I can't That's tell you, it was so funny because when we were driving down the road, we're driving down, we're at Tully Gorge, we're at Tully Gorge, the place of all places, and we're driving down this road yeah, back buddy. and forth, trying to find uh you know snakes and stuff, and. You know, alls we see are cane toads just everywhere. I mean, like everywhere. And mm. you know, I start hitting them by accident, and, and and it's bothering me. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, and Rob's, you know, Rob and Chris are just like, ah, oh, come on, man, just kind of run them over. And you know, I'm just like, I can't, man, I can't. And then, it, <laughs> and then he's like, I think Rob said something along the lines of like, you know, they're taking out the carpets, and I'm like, ah, just now they die. Left and right. Game species. Yeah, done. Yeah, it's all you need to know. But holy shit, man. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's crazy no, it's like crazy. how much of effect we have on the environment and then you know it, it's crazy. Yeah, it it really does change your perspective on things for sure. Absolutely. Like when so so here's a here's a quick little story um and again being being that this was their pilot um trip to Uganda uh you know being that they had a you know you're planning all this from 
Belgium, right? No doubt. Right. And you try to plan things in middle of Africa and stuff, so it's tough. Um, those those location we went to that we were we we drove quite a, quite long to get there, man. We got we we drove six seven hours to get to the to the area. Um, we spent mm-hmm. spent a night in a hotel, uh, knowing that the next day we were going to hurt this this patch of forest that was supposed to be pretty good. Okay. And um, the next day we we get up, we get ready, we jump in the we jump in the you know in the bus, we get there. Um, it's not there anymore. The forest oh, is gone. Oh Jesus! Oh jeez. So something that was there, you know, let's say two years ago, is no longer there today. Oh, that sucks. And so that quick, you know, you you yeah, that quick, right? And so you go into this area, and 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 you know, you we went into the forest, and we're like, let's, let's look at least look around a little bit. And you just see the, the the tree trunks, these buttress trees that have been cut down and slash and burn. You just literally see the evidence of slash and burn, um, where they've literally come through this area, cut everything down, burned it all down, and have replaced it with eucalyptus. So, so because of this burgeoning population, right? We talk about this population right. that's growing exponentially at a crazy rate. That's worth saying. Um, and listen, uh, the forty uh, percent of the population in Uganda lives on a dollar twenty-five a day. Holy okay. shit! Yeah, so so put that into perspective, right? A dollar twenty-five a day, and that's what they're living on—about forty percent of the population. So you're talking about people who don't have a lot, right? And so right. they're trying to scrounge up any resource they can, and and you know, so yeah, that patch of forest is not doing me any good for these people. For those people, it's not doing them any good, mm. right? It's just not. So at least not, you know, it's not feeding their kids, that's for sure. And so the government has recently mandated that a lot of these areas, these unused areas, um, stuff like that, need to be turned into eucalyptus groves. Now, why eucalyptus? Eucalyptus grows very straight. Um, uh, eucalyptus trees grow straight up. And so when you mm. cut them, they make easy they make easy timber, okay? Right. Eucalyptus grows very fast. Because in Australia, where they're from, they grow slower because they don't get a lot of nutrients from the ground. It's very dry, very arid, that sort of thing. So when you right. take those plants and you put them in a place that is rich in nutrients like where you've got in forest, they're going to grow very quickly. The problem with eucalyptus is that they, absor- they, really, they, have a really good, they do a really good job of absorbing every nutrient they can out of the soil. And so they just make the soil barren for pretty much any oh, plant. Jesus so it's like so just on all like, levels. Yeah, you'll you'll, yeah. you'll just drive through Uganda and see acres and acres of eucalyptus growth with nothing. I mean, literally nothing but leaf litter underneath it, nothing else, no other plant life, no other like nothing. And you're like, wow. wow. And you see this happening, and that takes that's that's tough. That's tough to see, right? You can't get angry. No. You can't get angry at the people. You can't get angry at because the, their situation is rough, man. Rough situation yeah. out there. So it's it is um it was it was eye opening to say the least. Seeing the habitat destruction firsthand was rough. Um, you know, seeing seeing the lack of animals was rough too. Um, and 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 it is it is what it is. But yeah, that was yeah. that was hard going to that place and, and not being able to hurt it because it's no longer there. You know, and and, and that happens. You know, that's that's why it was a twenty one day trip. Right? It was twenty one days so that way. You know, it accounts for things like that. 
when things don't quite work out or what have you, it, it, it allows you to be a little more flexible because you have more time to use. Um, right. So that's important, I think, especially for that, for that trip, right, for a trip that was the first of its kind, that sort of thing. It's important to right. get flexible because you never know. You know, something like years ago was fine and two years later is gone. It's wild. That is wild. That's how fast that happens. That's insane. Yeah, and listen, you know, and, and Australia is known for, for protecting its wildlife. I'm sure, Eric, I'm sure you saw that, right? And so, yeah. You know, they do they do a very good job. And I think I think Australia is considered one of the best at what they do um, in terms of wildlife management and in terms of what they do with the land. Um, I still think the U.S. does it a little better. But, um, yeah, but I think... I think yeah, it's pretty it's pretty rad. We 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 um I think especially as you know us we we uh we don't appreciate the amount of wild place that we have in the United States. Um, oh hell no! I think that, that, that's yeah. another. I think that that's I, another thing that uh, changed my perspective is like you know just thinking about all the places in the U.S. that you could go and and hurt. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't. We don't do. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So okay, so here's so here's something crazy, right? So imagine hanging out, right, with uh, like I don't know, like eight Belgian people, a couple Dutch guys, a Dane, um, wait, a wait, Czech dude. Wait, wait, do, do right? we know this Dane? Do we know the Dane? No, no, it's not. No, not that Dane. Not that Dane. No. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just as cool, but a little bit older, Dane. Um, All right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, and listen, we're and so you get that perspective too. So that's another thing that's great about these trips is, listen, they're they're they're, be- they're um, based in Europe, and so there's a little mm. bit. You know, I was one of four Americans on this trip. Um, wow. Um, and so. You know, that's a different perspective. So you get you get the European perspective on things, which is interesting. You get to talk to them about things. You get to answer some a lot of uncomfortable questions about politics in the United States. <laughs> do a lot of apologizing. Like, yeah, yeah. Do a lot of apologizing. I swear. I swear it's not my fault. I didn't do it. <laughs> I tried everything I tried, in my power. Okay. <laughs> I tried. I was, yeah. I was out in the streets, man. I tried. Yeah, right. I know. So there's a lot of that too, right? So that's kind of funny. But one of the perspectives that you get is they go, dude, you live in like New Jersey. Are you you're going to see timber? Have you ever seen timber rattlers? Or you're like, no. No. <laughs> right? And they yeah. look at you like you have 10 heads. <laughs> Yeah, those are there. You live in the United States. You never, you never seen a timber rattler. You live in like the hophead of like where you should find it. You never went like, and you're like, Ooh, and you feel kind of embarrassed, right? You feel embarrassed. <laughs> There's large parts of the United States that you haven't even heard, and you haven't even looked in, and you haven't even done it. And um, and so you know, I I promise to fix that for sure. Um, but uh, but that's kind of funny, right? It's that's hilarious. I mean. We're, 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 we live near prime. Yeah, yeah. To go go I, do that stuff. We live near prime Copperhead, Hellbender. Like you know, all that shit's here. It's like in yeah, yeah. Shame, <laughs> shame on us, really. Yeah, we really, suck. Shame on us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, it's true. So, 
Is that interesting though? Like, so you get that perspective too. You open up your mind a little bit, and you're like, oh shit. Well, I guess the stuff I do have around my house is pretty cool, right? Right. Yeah. You know, nobody else has rattlesnakes. Right? You know, she <laughs> doesn't exist anywhere else, right? Right. Except the Americas, and and uh, we're 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 lucky to have them, and we don't appreciate them, and they're right they're right outside our backyard. So. We take you know, those. Just, for as, just as excited people are to see that gaboon, they're just as excited to see a timber rattler, and you're and you're like, oh, it, you know, it's yeah. perspective. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It was. Uh, we were talking to when we were in Brisbane. We were talking to Scott, and he was talking about you know wanting to come to the states to you know to see all these different uh, rattlesnakes and stuff. And we're just kind of like, yeah, that's cool, I guess. Show me a carpet python. Yeah, a snake that shakes his ass. Yeah, I got it. And then, I'm, and then I'm like, you know how much Lyme disease is in the Pine Barrens? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, and they're um, giving you a look yeah. like, dude, you have malaria. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's funny. It's just, it's funny, man. It's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. For sure. I, You know, even if, if I mean, even if I would have, uh, I, maybe you can answer, you can relate to this, Zach, but even if I wouldn't have like seen what we saw when I went on the trip to Australia, it, there was just something about being on the other side of the world um, mm-hmm. yeah. that just resonated with me that like just the landscape, especially when we went out to like, uh, you know, further into like the, you know, headed towards the outback where you really get that feel of like it's like prehistoric and there's no nobody there you know and it's like wow mm-hmm. you know this is wild it's it I, I would have been just happy with that i mean when we were just walking through those caves it's just like oh my god i can't believe i'm in australia so i, I would imagine you had that same feeling you know walking through the forest of uganda uh you know like holy shit yeah no, <laughs> no totally so you know, yeah, and, uh, you know, we went to, we did one game drive, so that was kind of cool, where we went on, mm-hmm. we went on safari, so we did do a safari day, which is nice. That is um, cool. Okay. You know, so we got out there, you know, we saw some pala, we saw some zebra, water buffalo, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, we got to see hippos in the wild, that's pretty cool, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff is really neat. Um, and again, yeah, same same idea. You know, you just you're blown away just to be there, right? Just to be in Africa. And I think, and I'm sure you, you know, the when you tra- first of all, no money is wasted when you travel. I don't care where you go, how much money you spend, it's never wasted. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the one investment you can make in life that you will get di- you will make dividends from for the rest of your life for sure. Mm-hmm. Without doubt, yeah, it's travel. Um, and What's interesting is that when you do travel, the world is so much bigger than you ever thought it was, mm-hmm. right? But at, <laughs> but at the same time, but at the same time, it's also more accessible than you ever thought it was, right? right? So when you when you take one flight from JFK International in New York, and 14 hours later, nonstop, you land in Kenya, in which case you could take a bus for 15 minutes from the airport in Nairobi and go look at lions, you think to yourself, holy shit, why haven't I done this before? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you know that's basically I mean? the trip to so, Tinley. 
Yeah. <laughs> 15 right, hours. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you don't have to drive. Right. <laughs> you don't have to worry about hitting deer or driving a car. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, damn. <laughs> that deer hit him. No, but you're right. You're right, 100%. That's what I kept yeah. thinking about when yeah. I was driving. Like, everybody complains about this long flight or whatever, but this is basically the Tinley trip. Mm. Yeah, dude, listen, 14 hours of red eye, right? So you take it in, like, 7 o'clock at night, and you arrive there the next day. So you sleep, yeah. you sleep most of the time. You're sleeping the whole time on the plane. It's like, it's not that bad. And then, and then boom, you're in Africa. It's not like you went to... Like what you know, it's not like you went to San Diego. No, 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 no. You're in Africa, bro. You're there. This is different, yeah. You would jump on this a bus is... and in three hours be in a Maasai Mara, man, when they shot, you know, Big Cat Diaries. Like this you can go there. It's right there. Right. Know? So again, I think that opened up my my view and and about how accessible those things are and how easy it really is to travel. I think we kinda make it I think we make it a lot more difficult than it really is. I make it even easier because I hire somebody to do all the work for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's right? the fear so of the actually, unknown? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you think it's yeah, the fear of, of the unknown? Absolutely yeah. the fear of the unknown, yeah. right? It's not knowing, okay, what's going to happen? If, uh, okay, well, you'll figure it out. It'll be okay. Like, it'll be fine. Uh, you yeah. Know? Um, yeah. And it's 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 hard to take the step to be like committed to I'm going to do this and that you have to understand is that that may you have to make some certain choices to make sure that the trip can happen you know yes yeah. uh, so like yeah Zach we Owen's not allowed to buy snakes right now we, not we made it snakes. a point because <laughs> Zach you know and I know and Rob knows but like Owen, Owen doesn't, doesn't know Owen because doesn't know. he's still Owen sucks yeah, he still doesn't realize like, and 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 the cool thing about the Northern Territory <laughs> is there's so many different species of python, like that's going to yeah. be in that area, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And monitors and all that. I'm telling you, dude, you're gonna be, you're gonna, I'm, you're saying it like I told oh, you. I got other shit in life no, to do and blah blah blah. No, I do you're not, gonna be I, hooked. Why did not say that? <laughs> No, I'm like when we go the following year or go on a different oh, no, trip you, or some, or you or an opportunity for your life. You know what I mean? I'm he's telling just, you, man. You sell on snakes and, and travel the world. You watch. No, no yeah, yeah well, <laughs> dude, it's yeah, he's we'll beautiful, see. Zach, and that's what you're gonna start doing. Yeah, let me get let me get that let me get the one first. Let me get the Australia yeah. once. Well, you're talking we'll about Jesus Christ! I've been spending how much money on snakes a year? My God, I could have been this place, that place. And oh yeah, oh my lord. Yeah, yeah, it's that's just something. Been there. I can't believe I get it. I can't believe that you know Australia. I mean, I'm sure at some point Australia will be on your on your list of places to go, but I'm surprised you haven't been there yet. Yeah. Oh God! Is that is this your pitch you're trying to get me to go? Yeah, no, this is the pitch. No, no, this is it. No, 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 no. I'm just knowing you. Pitch, you know. But Zach, knowing you, Northern Territory is calling you. You know, for as long as I have, I just I know that that's uh, you know, a spot that you know I would think would be of interest to you, and I think that if you were that, I'm just surprised that. I, I mean, is it on your list at some point to head there? 
Of course, man. Of course, Australia. Mm-hmm. You know, and I we talked about we talked about this like when I got back from Uganda that you know there's two type of herpers, right? Ones who herp the world and ones who herp Australia, right? So it's kind of like <laughs> I'm the Australia like, guy. <laughs> I know you are, buddy. I know. Yeah. So Australia is such a huge place, right? And it's so many freaking reptiles. It's the mecca, no doubt. Nobody's arguing that at all. Um, and I asked this question to Brian Alar, too. I was like, listen, you guys have to, when's the Australia trip? When are you guys going to do that? And it's just like, you know, this is like, uh, that's like a, that's like one of those, it's such a huge place. It's such a huge trip that, um, yeah. yeah, you gotta, you, you have to take small bites. Right? right. Yep. And so, you know, I think what it is for me currently is just like my time, right? Mm. So I'm like, okay, I can either go to Australia for the next 10, day, 10 years, every year, and try to see it all, or I can mm-hmm. visit these other places. And then eventually, you know what, then I'll tackle Australia. I don't feel like I'm there yet. You know what I mean? I, mean, maybe that's <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's kind of, you know. We'll see. I'll get there for sure. For sure, I'm going to get there, uh, you know, maybe sooner rather than later, but um, I'm excited. <laughs> I always forget that I'm way older than you guys and, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, Eric's going to die soon. So, you know, I'm we like, got to get there quick. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to like, borrow time, bro. Like, so I've got to tag it all in. Yeah, i got to pack it in quick. Yeah, but I'm sure you understand. Like, right? So, you, so you went to Australia, and now you're like, oh, next place to Australia. I'm already thinking about my next trip to Africa, right? So I'm like, oh, where do I want to go next? Tanzania? Am I going to go to South Africa? Mm. Like, I'm already like, you know, it's just. And I'm so, I love. I did two days of safari, one with the group, right? Although yeah. at the time I was suffering from horrible case of malaria, so <laughs> I was like in and out of consciousness during that safari trip. Um, <laughs> But the second trip I did in Nairobi, I freaking loved it. Sitting on the back of a truck, being carted around in a game reserve, with my and just photographing stuff all day. Like, oh, it was man, I was in heaven. It was it was the greatest thing. It was so right. much fun. I'm like, I got to do this again. And so that kind of got me excited to do it again. Um, God, you know, but Australia, you know, I I want to see condros in the wild. That would be something. Something unique, you know. I want to see some blue tongues in the wild. You know, I want to see, you know, you know, you know, I want to see some carpets and pythons. Would be cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Australia is that's a. If, if New Guinea, maybe, maybe I'm scared. Papua. Maybe I'm scared. I like it too much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm worried if, about. I'm worried about. I like it so much that that's the only place I want to visit. Yeah, and then you'll skip out on the other places. But exactly. if Papua in New and Guinea was a little bit better, would you guys go there? I mean, I I, I heard. I oh, know I Guinean, I know you no, want to go, but when we were I, we were, I, I'm telling you, man, we we get to to Cairns and we're. Lo- I'm looking. I'm sitting there with Chris, and I'm looking at the yeah. thing, and I was like, dude, that's a flight to Port Moresby. We could mm-hmm. just like fly in and just like you know, right just there, like homie. see if there's some like right carpets there. like right there, man. Like, come on. and uh, you know, we're talking to Rob, and he's pretty much. <laughs> he's like pretty much. Uh, <laughs> He's like, well, if you look on the on the website when you're applying for like visas and like where, you know, I guess you look at Homeland Security or whatever. I I've, I don't know what he was looking at, but it said you pretty much better write yeah. a will if you're going there. And I'm like, eh, maybe <laughs> maybe another time. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's like a so yeah the um, 
the U.S. government, whatever, whatever it is, they they, they rank places based on how dangerous they are. Yes. Uh, it's, it's anywhere from a green to a red, right? To a black, I think. I think it gets to black. Black means mm-hmm. like you can't go there, right? Mm-hmm. So what will say is Iran, right? Uh, as American, you're not allowed to go to Iran. <laughs> can't Why it. would you want to? <laughs> but all right, yeah. Can't go there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, did you not see the spider-tailed viper that's in Iran? Damn it, you're right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Crap. Did you that's not cool see the pictures hurt pit up when they found that, that, that viper? God. I yeah. know, it's awesome. Badass, man. Yeah. And, I don't care what you say. That's the pinnacle right there. That thing is I know. Insane. That is someone's yeah, nightmare. Yeah, Iran is beautiful. Oh, it's a beautiful <laughs> place. I mean, it really is. It's a shame, but, like... You know, so they were able to go to that trip, uh, being European, I guess. So that's good. They're, they're not having a pitching <laughs> match with that country, so right. They're allowed to go. Um, we are, so we're not allowed. Uh, so what else? North Korea, you know, stuff like that. Uh, then you have red, right? Places you probably should not go. Venezuela, right? Mm-hmm. Other uh-huh. places like that, right? Iraq. Pretty sure uh-huh. Iraq. Yeah. You can go there. You probably shouldn't. Right? Probably should. Um, and then you have like orange and yellow and then whatever. Um, so, but it's, what's interesting is, uh, you know, people are like, well, how bad have you gone? I was like, well, apparently no, no worse than than Denmark. Apparently they're, huh. they're rated the same. I huh. was like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, because of terrorist threats on Denmark, believe it or not. Really? Interesting. Huh. Right? Yeah. Is that super interesting? I know. Yeah. I was like, no kidding. Costa Rica is safer than Denmark, apparently. Which is apparently. ridiculous when you go to Denmark. You're like, this is ridiculous. This can't be true. <laughs> but yeah, apparently that's the case. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is not true. Denmark, dangerous? Okay. Wow. In what world? But yeah, it's, yeah so don't don't necessarily go by those ratings. Those ratings are a little, a little wacky. But definitely, definitely don't, don't book a trip to... Uh, Iran. Iran. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'll watch All the right, spider-tailed man. viper from afar. Yeah, I can watch the video. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good with I'll that. I watch the video they they put out, right? Uh, which is amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm you good got, with that. Like you guys should have them all just to talk about that. Freaking amazing! What an amazing yeah, trip. Yeah, I know. Crazy. So they, what do they do? Like, uh, do they do a certain amount of trips every year? Is it like two a year? It seems like they do what, like two a year? Is that how they? No, so they do about four or five a year at this point. Damn. Um, oh, so like yeah, once a man, quarter, no, basically. Right. Yeah, they're no joke, right? So listen, you know, they're uh, still getting, they're still, they're still in school, you know, still getting their degrees. They're still doing, they're still busting their behinds. Um, no, they're, they're awesome. I, I think they're getting their, I think they're, I think they're shooting for the doctorates if I, if I, if I remember correctly, both of them. So they, they, they're hardworking, those two. Um, and so they do. Is it in so between, herpetology? So, yeah, of course. Yeah. So both yeah, of them are okay. herpetologists. So, um, gotcha. Which is great, right? So not sure. only mm-hmm. do you get to hang around. So they're they're actual herpetologists. So they're right. Are you your guides <laughs> and and the people you're hanging out with? Cool as hell, right? They're also mm. know a lot about what they're doing. You know. Right. They're spouting off scientific names that I couldn't, you know. You know, for God's sakes, <laughs> really yeah. right? you know, um, <laughs> you know, and I remember, I remember sitting down in Costa Rica and, and Brian sat us down and he was like, anybody, if anybody wants to learn how to, how to, uh, you know, use a, a guidebook to do identification, um, 
yada yada, sit down and I'll teach you. And so we, we found a little lizard and we did like, you know, we counted central scales and do all that to figure out what species it was. And you know, he taught us all that. And, and, and that's what they do. You know, that's, that's kind of their bread and butter that they, they do a lot of educational stuff. And so, you know, it's cool to be around those minds too. It's really nice. Sure. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you're getting a lot of, so not only are you getting this great experience being in this amazing place, but you also get to tap into some amazing minds, some people who know a lot about reptiles and um, and do it for, and, and are doing this, pursuing this full time for a living. It's pretty amazing. So you get to tap into that, which is awesome. Um, on top of that, the people who kind of go on these trips are the same, right? So they're people who are mm-hmm. super dedicated, super into it. So everybody's going to want to go randomly to Uganda and sleep in a tent and or you know what I mean? Like the people who want to do that are people who are adventurous, interesting people. And so you get mm-hmm. to hang out 21 days with amazing people. So that's the other mm-hmm. thing too. You know, just like when, when we go to Carpet Fest or when we go to Tinley and you're hanging out with everybody and you're having such a good time. Now extend that, extend all that fun and all that ridiculousness to 21 days. Oh, it's the, it's the most fun ever. How can you not want yeah. to do that? Sure. Right? So, yeah, yeah, it's a six-hour drive from X to Y or eight-hour drive. To X, but the whole time you're talking about this, talking about that. Hey, what did you find? Oh, when I was in Venezuela and I found this snake. And this. So you get, like, you get a lot of, you know, people who've traveled the world. When I dived off the coast of, of, of Egypt. And so you get a lot of interesting people. So you get a lot of stories and you get a lot of um, experience from those people. And, and just being around people like that opens your eyes even more, right? So now I'm yeah. like, my next goal is to get my scuba license. Why? Because I sat around a bunch of divers for 21 days that they were talking about all the crazy dives they did. I'm like, yeah. okay, I guess I have to do this, right? So now I'm, <laughs> now I'm looking to do my first scuba trip, right? So right. I don't know if that's helping my bank account, but you, know, no. it's, um, you live once, right? So that's, yeah. that's the greatest part about it. It's Not only are you out there looking at these cool animals, the people you meet, are, are even cooler, right? Um, you don't get along with everybody, no doubt, right? Mm. Uh, but with 17 people, you gotta you gotta make friends. With get along with enough, them. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least some of them, you know. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I no no complaints there, man. And look, two two trips, and it's been nothing to gravy. It hasn't been hasn't been drama. Hasn't been no problems. It's been fantastic. That's awesome. What about the food? I'm just curious yeah. about the food. Yeah. Like, did they bring food or did oh you God. eat the local cuisine? We of course we ate local cuisine, my man. I'm probably, I'm huh? Well, I don't yeah, know, man. Um, Eric and Rob go to Pizza Hut when they go to Australia. So I don't know wait, what the hold hell is. Hold on a second here. Hold on yeah. a second here. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Say what you have to say, Zach, but he's saying nonsense. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, we did go to Pizza Hut. <laughs> Quiet, you. You know. <laughs> yeah. But go ahead. Okay, so I was in Uganda during Thanksgiving. I'm gonna tell you right now, it hurt. I'm gonna tell you, it hurt, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was rough. It was rough. You know, that's the most American holiday that exists. Okay. You yes. know what I'm like I was trying to explain that to them. They can't. They don't get it. They just don't get it. Because Europeans, right. man, they don't get how important. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the most purest, yeah. best holiday there is. There's nothing better than Thanksgiving. It's the best. Yeah, because you around, basically you, you don't have to give gifts and you just sit around and eat. Nah, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's is is family, friends, food. It's like Christmas with none of the drama. It's the best. Yeah. It is the best. Right. Listen, 
Thanksgiving is the most American holiday, right? And so I was trying to explain that to them that you're not going to have, like, Thanksgiving. It really bothers me. It bothers my mother, let me tell you, right? Right. Right? So so what do we do? Well, we went to KFC. There wasn't KFC. We went to it. We found the KFC in Uganda. We went. And so I had a bucket of chicken for Thanksgiving. Um, But that's the only... So that's the only kind of like uh, you know kind of I guess American that kind food. Of food. Um, right. Yeah, I would say most of the time. Um, and we did have a the one hotel we they made a decent burger, so we we ordered that quite a quite a lot. Um, uh, so there was that. Uh, but usually, the num- number one meat you eat there is goat, right? So goat meat is um, the meat of choice there, right? Mm-hmm. And so. You know, nine times out of ten, I was like, "What are we having today?" I don't know. It's some kind of meat. We taste it. I think it's goat. You know, that's kind of that's kind of how it happened, right? Yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, like what's going on? What was cool is most of the time, uh, most of the days, uh, especially when we were camping, they hired cooks. Listen, seventeen people. How are you going to feed seventeen people? Uh, foods included in in the in the price of the trip. So that's fantastic. So you don't really have to worry about food. Um, oh, okay. Which is great, right? So food's included, um, transportation's included, housing's included. So everything's pretty much in there. So you're paying, you know, for everything, uh, which is nice. And so, you know, food's going to get three meals a day. And listen, um, we, you know, Brian and Laura, they they hired a couple cooks to to follow us around and help out in camp and stuff, which is is great. And they they cooked for us a lot of, so we ate a lot of rice, we ate a lot of potatoes, we ate a lot of mystery meat. Oh, no. Leave those goats. (laughs) Um, oh god! Yeah, you know, so there's that. Everything was stewed. So everything's mostly stewed, right? Um, you know, Uganda's not really known for their refrigeration, so oh, you know a lot of times, you know, you're eating a lot of everything's very, very well done. You're not eating anything rare, or medium. You're eating everything very well done and stewed and boiled and and stuff like that. So you have that uh, good amount of spices. Um, you know, my favorite thing that we would that we would eat was a whole fish. So, you know, being on Lake Victoria, you get a lot of these, you know, a lot of fish that come out of the, the, the lake. And so, you know, mm-hmm. a whole fried fish, you can't go wrong, right? Sure. So mm-hmm. I love that. So every time those fish on the menu, I try to order it because that, that seems to be the best. Um, so many French fries, I got tired of eating French fries. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just stuff to try to appease our appetites, right? Try to appease right. these, these Westerners that are there in Africa. So probably what they cooked was a lot of stuff that that, that we could stomach. But um, you know, there was some stuff like a lot of liver. There was a there was a few meals with none of them liver, and a lot of people don't like eating liver, so was that. Um, uh, Bob, honestly though, my favorite thing I would have to say is um, <laughs> Nick actually said it. Nick Mutton actually says this. Every culture has some sort of meat on some sort of stick, and it's always the best, right? Is this the truth? <laughs> <laughs> so, it is true. He's totally right. You. He's totally right. No matter where you go in the world, somebody's cooking meat on a stick. Is it just? Right. It's as quintessential to the to the human condition as anything else, right? So, you know, those times where we would you know be driving around and you would stop anywhere, the bus would stop. You know, crowds of people would come to try to sell you something right from the window. And, uh-huh. you know, there'll be guys standing out there with, you know, handfuls of sticks with with meat in them and all sorts of things. And we would, yeah, we would buy meat on the side of the road on these sticks um, through a window of the bus. And let me tell you, it was the most delicious, some of the most delicious food I had on the trip. 
It's probably right. some of his most safest. I mean, that's something having a quick turnover. I would take that meat cooked right there on the side of the road, being fed to everybody that drives by, and then going to some rinky-dink restaurant where that food's been sitting there all day, and they're just trying to feed you what was cooked yesterday, you know? Right, so, right. That's, you don't get food poisoning from that, that meat on a stick on the side of the road. That's not where you get it. You get it from that restaurant you happen to visit that, that, that served you food that was three days old. Right? That's, that's how you get sick. Um, oh, God. <laughs> you know? Listen, <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, when 17 – that's the other issue, though, too. When 17 people show up to your food restaurant that quick. and want yeah. food, and you've seen three people all day, you're like, crap, those few times, right? When we go to uh, – <laughs> 17, right? We, we stop at a, at a restaurant or we're going to stop. And we literally saw the cooks an hour later. It would take forever. Everything in Uganda takes forever to happen. And we would mm. see cooks come in from the back of the restaurant with grocery bags because they went out and bought food to feed us. Because they, <laughs> they don't see groups like us. You know, they don't see 17 people show up and order food. Or, right. you know, they don't stock a lot. So it, that so everything kind of took a while and that's that, that took some getting used to. The joke of the trip was you gun the weight, right? You gun the weight. Every time you gun the weight. Because <laughs> everything took forever, man. Everything took forever. It's just, it's a little bit, it's a different lifestyle, man, there. They're a little more lackadaisical and that type of thing. Um, sure. Traffic's a nightmare. Things a nightmare, you know. So you just have to be super flexible. You can't be totally dependent on this time schedule because it just ain't going to happen there, man. It's just not the yeah. place that that happens. Right. Right. So yeah, when you went in somewhere to eat lunch, lunch took two hours, three hours, you know. So there was a lot of that too, where you know, it was a lot of you know. But again, that's the reason why it was twenty-one days. Right. right. So okay. it would not have done well with Eric's band because snacks would not have been abundant, and Eric, Rob, <laughs> and Chris got cranky when there weren't enough snacks. So no, I Rob got did you. not. Get, I'm sorry. Rob did not get. Rob did not. Rob get did cranky. not get cranky. Chris got cranky when there weren't snacks. So all right, we got it. You can't bring Chris to Uganda. Got it. Right. Listen, but, no, not well. Here's here's the thing. Listen, guys, we snacked. Believe me. We oh, okay. Would, uh, all right, good. Some, there was a mall there. They they do have malls in Uganda. It's not you know it does exist. Um. And there was a mall there that had a supermarket attached, and we went very often. Um, okay. As, anytime we were near that town, we would stop at that place and re, restock up on bottles of water, restock up on, um, on you know, alcohol, because, you know. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> we, sure. You know what I mean? It was called, you know, it was called a party bus for a reason. I'm joking. Um, Got you. <laughs> We would stock up on snacks, you know, and, and stuff like that, chips or whatever. So, you know, there was a lot of that, too. So we did snack between things. We would get a lot of these dried meats, um, you know, from South Africa, these South African dried meats. I have no idea what kind of dried meat it was, but it was dried and it was like a jerky, and it tastes good. So we had a lot of that Something. Yeah. Uh, between meals, uh, a lot of banana chips between meals and stuff like that. So, listen, we, we ate okay. We all Listen, we all had the runs. It's just what it is. It's a truth. Just what happens when you visit, you know, other countries that that has different levels of bacteria than we're used to. Are, right. You know, so there's that. But we ain't okay. It wasn't it wasn't too bad at all. All right. Well Yeah. Yeah, I just like to jump into the cult you know, you you just wanna get into the culture and see what it's like. Like just, Yeah, of course, man. 
Absolutely. You know, like when I went to a restaurant or somewhere, you just, yeah, good. (laughs) Oh my god, that was the most amazing bucket of fried chicken I've ever (laughs) had. Yeah. You know, like I'm listen, I'm old for it, right? And I ate a lot of that food, but let me tell you, we we were just we were so excited to eat that bucket of chicken. I cannot tell you. Yeah. I cannot tell you. Yeah, it's kind of like it's like that place we went to. So you know, it wasn't that Australia is very like Americanish yeah, type of food. You, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, of course. But it's just different. It's like hmm. you know, like I don't know how to explain. It. It's just different. There's just it, it looks different. It, you know, they're using like different ingredients to certain things and stuff. And you know, we went to this place and we had like this chicken sandwich and they, instead of like, like what we would do, it would be like seasoned rotisserie chicken type of thing, shred it up um, and smother it with cheese where they put gravy on it. Like, you know, like brown gravy. Oh, it was Monster. freaking good, man. I was Mon- like, Oh my God. Oh my God. This is so freaking good. <laughs> you know, but, but so, you know, I guess the, so, my guess would be the pinnacle of the trip would be the gorillas. So yes, yes, I um, want to hear about the gorillas. So first, I have this question that came in from Chris, Chris Salemi. He said, uh, when he went to see a troop of gorillas, no, when you went to see a troop of gorillas, was there any talk of disease transmission between gorillas and people viewing them? Um, because at the zoo, they have to wear protective face masks and shield and gloves and all that kind of stuff. Is there anything yes. along those lines? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, Uganda's not really – it's not travel-friendly. Um, it really is. Okay. Um, for for herping, right? It's just, it just mm-hmm. isn't. There's no – there's no um, – the economy's not based around that, herping, right? And so that's difficult. Most people who visit Uganda are there for one thing, usually, and that's to go see those gorillas. And let me tell you, man, they have quite the operation there, and it was it was incredibly impressive. Listen, if you if your whole tourist economy is based on those gorillas, let me tell you, you're gonna take care, good care of those gorillas, and you're gonna take good care mm-hmm. of people going in there, and you're gonna have very strict guidelines, and you're gonna you're gonna do things the right way because you know your country depends it depends on it, you know it really does, and you see right. that, and it was nice, and you know I. I you know, you got to not that it was a once a lifetime trip. I would never do it again. I, I wouldn't say that. Um, you know, uh, uh, would I do it tomorrow? Probably, but you know, it's, it's for sure. You know, I have to cross it off my list. And but if I would go to Uganda again, it would definitely go back to see those gorillas um, because it was really well done, and it's just an incredible, incredible experience. So that was the last three days. Um, so again, like I said. A uh, few of the people didn't come with us, three or four didn't come with us. Um, they were kind of like, if it doesn't have scales, I'm not interested, right? <laughs> I, I, I don't get that. I mean, it's a goddamn yeah. gorilla, yeah, I mean, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, some people are very, you know, they, they they like what they like, and it doesn't really interest them, and especially oh, because, Jesus. you know, it's more money, for sure. For yeah. Sure it's, it's more money. But for me, it's like, I would be kicking myself on the way home. For the like, rest of your life. For the rest of yeah, your life. Like, I mean, Jesus. I was there, and I didn't go. Like, ugh, that would bother me. So I, yeah. I knew if I was going to go to Uganda, I was going to go all the way, right? And that's the main reason I wanted to go. But it was really cool. So 
you know, there's only so there's only two places to see gorillas in the world. One is in Congo, one uh, mountain gorillas anyway, not lowland gorillas. These are mountain gorillas. Um, one is in the Virungas, and then the other one is is in Bowindi. So it is Bowindi, uh, impenetrable forest in in Uganda. And uh, it was quite a drive from where we were, and uh, we drove out there, and it's uh it's kind of crazy. It's it's as large. It's like a mountainous area. Um, pristine like rainforest type of area and uh, they take really good care of, of the land there um, and we get in there and there's some there's a there's a town I guess you could call it there's like a little mm-hmm. village or whatever that's right next to where you where the entrance of or in Bowindi there is a little village in Bowindi that a lot of the people who work in the park um, live right so we mm-hmm. for them to travel in and travel out. So there's a little town there, and that's where all the souvenir shops are at. That's where all the lodges are at. Um, first of all, the lodging was amazing. It was like these, uh, it, you know, we had these cabins that had, like, fireplaces in them. It was super nice, man, like, super nice. That's cool. Was, like, luxury. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, old, like, on the side of a mountain, overlooking the mountains. Like, it was beautiful up there. And um, the food was great too at the, at the lodge and stuff. But yeah, we're really excited. We got there and we knew in the morning we were going to check out the gorillas. So we spent kind of the day in and around the town. We walked down to the town, you know, and stuff like that. Um, we spent the day out there. It was really nice. Um, Let's see, we, we looked for chameleons because, you know, we knew they were there. So that mm-hmm. was fun. Um, by the way, you want to talk about an animal I'm, not, I'm now obsessed with. Camillas were kind of the, the, I think, the dark horse of the trip, man. Let me tell you. Mm. I was pretty stoked to find all the chameleons we did. And, you know, they they, they kind of caught my interest something fierce right now. So um, that's a little worrisome. But <laughs> yeah, it's very worth how it starts, yeah. I'm really liking the chameleons. Um, but, yeah, so but there's not much, you know, you're there for the gorillas. And so it's really well done. You definitely, to answer Chris's question, yeah, if, you know, they briefed us before we go in there. Again, you have to bring in your passport. You have to you have to get on the waiting list, right? So that's why it takes months. So months ahead of time, we had to send in our passport information and everything. So we get on this waiting list because only a certain amount of people are allowed to see the gorillas every day. So a certain amount of people are allowed to be in each group to see the gorillas. Um, and it's very rationed. And it's wow. not cheap. No doubt about that. It's not cheap. Yeah. It is, you know, um, you know. Eh, to me, I mean, for that experience, I think it's it's not too bad, but it's not inexpensive. Um, but right. And 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 they briefed us. You know, it was really nice. Woke up early in the morning. You know, we ate breakfast. We all we got all ready. Got we were super excited. I mean, just you just imagine how excited you are, knowing that you're gonna within that day you're gonna see gorillas in the wild. Like you're super hyped, man. And you get to the to the stations, like a ranger station where you start. And you get there, you're super excited, and they have some of the locals come and do a dance. And I posted some pictures on the, uh, on, uh, the dance. They do a traditional dance just to kind of get you, just to welcome you. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's really nice, nicely well done. Just welcome you to that experience, you know, because it is what Uganda is known for. Um, and you can see the pride in the people for what they do there. It's, it's pretty amazing. And then from there, you, you kind of get debriefed by one of the rangers, the, the, um, he talks to you about um, what you can see, what you have mm-hmm. to do, what you should do, 
if you're sick, if you're sneezing, if you're coughing, you're not allowed to go on. You're not allowed. Can't go. If you, um, you know, so if you have a temper, if you have a fever, you can't go. If you, like, there's those are stipulations, of, you know, that you can't go if you're sick. So mm-hmm. that's the answer to Chris's question. Um, you're not allowed to eat all the trip next to the gorillas, obviously. So no food, no water, no drinking water next to the gorillas. So the Holy idea is to crap. limit. Yes, yeah, so the idea is to limit. So you're with the girls for an hour, so you get an hour worth of time, which is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Sure, right. Um, that's a, that's a fair amount of time to hang out with them. So, and you get an hour, so you can't drink anything within an hour. You're not supposed to because they don't want your saliva anywhere. They don't want none of that. So they want you to be as contained as possible, um, and that sort of stuff. So you're you're briefed on that, so you don't have any transmission to and from. Right. Um, second thing is is you know they they brief us that listen the trekking so they so what they do is they send out um, trackers to track the gorilla families and there's something like ten or so families that are mm-hmm. that are habituated to people uh, which apparently is only like I don't know like ten percent something like that of the gorillas actually live in in that forest. Mm-hmm. So you can oh. imagine, and the other gorillas that live in that forest will kill you. So that's the oh nice, thing, right? okay. Yeah, don't yeah, make, no don't doubt. make that mistake. Like, Wrong family, you know that. No. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like oh well these you know they're they're chill. No, no, no. The other ones are actually extremely dangerous. So it's not like Jesus. The habituated ones are incredibly habituated, but the other ones are super dangerous. So you get that brief. Like listen. On the way to find these, you may bump into some other ones that aren't too happy, right? Panic. So doing okay. that kind of thing, the whole idea about stick, sticking together, hey, listen, you know, you're, the trekking could be, any, could be as simple as 15 minutes. You know, you can start looking for the gorillas and find them within 15 minutes if they're close to one of the main roads that are, that go, one of the roads that goes actually through the park. Yeah. Or it could take you eight hours. Oh God! Anyway, between fifteen minutes and eight hours, right? So the guy was giving us a brief about like, listen, you should take four liters of water just in case if you pass out. We have this. Thing. I mean, it was a lot of like safety about you know because you have some older folks there because a lot of people you know who are going these trips and things that they saw their bucket list and they're there. So they have a lot of like stipulations. You can hire porters to carry your book bag and stuff, uh, carry your water and stuff for you. So they, they have it set up for most people should be able to do this trip. But some people can't. Like some people do that trek and they just can't make it. Going up and down those mountains and stuff, you just can't make it. And then they'll give you a voucher to come back and do it again at a, at a reduced rate or something like that. So there's that whole thing. So they kind of freak you out at first. If you don't find the gorillas that day, they give you a voucher to come and do it again for a cheaper price. So, like, there's a, there's a chance you will not find them. Ugh. So you get all that in your head, so you're like, oh, damn, I hope we do. I hope we're not that group. But the reality is it's very rare that happens. Right. Um, so anyway, they split us up. So unfortunately, our group being larger than, like, six people or whatever had to be split into two groups. Um, okay. And, you know, we split up, and our group went to track the largest gorilla family, considered to be the largest gorilla family in um, in the world, which is pretty cool. I think it was hmm. at its height was nineteen nineteen individuals. It's pretty huge. A lot of gorillas. Um, usually, by the time they get past like fifteen or so, they split up into more than one group because one of the males will take half the females. That sort of thing. Um, 
So it was a large group, and, you know, we started a trek, and, you know, it was super exciting. The area is almost like this, like, dude, it's, it's mountains, right? And so, mm. you know, it's a really steep grade, and it's covered in moss and lichen and ferns, and it's, it's wet, and it's humid, and it's cold, and it's kind of like, and, you're, and you feel it. You feel like you're in there. And with it, and we were super lucky. Um one, because we found them within a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> so they said 15 minutes, anywhere from 15 minutes to eight hours, we found them in a half hour. So we lucked out, seriously lucked out. It happened, um, the, the trackers that they sent out had radioed in, hey, we found them here. So we, we, they, we got on the bus, the bus drove us here, dropped us off, and we started hiking through. It was only about a half hour until we found them. And we stopped at the side of the mountain, and everybody's like, okay, we're here. And I'm like, oh, my God. So everybody's getting excited. You know, we drop our poles because you can't have any sticks in your hand, and you need a walking stick in order to get to that place, and you have to put your oh pole down. Oh, my God. So, yeah, because if they see a stick in your hand, obviously, you know. Usually you really don't want to piss it off. I mean, like, you yeah, know, you don't yeah. want to do anything <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to upset it. Like, yeah. no, I got it. And, no. And, and, and but, not even, like, maybe I'll say, like, five minutes before we actually contacted or saw the first gorilla. Um, we walk through an area, and it's the nest. It was where they were sleeping the night oh, before. Dude, that's nuts. Yeah, so being inside a gorilla nest is pretty cool. <laughs> so that's quite <laughs> an experience. Sure. No doubt. And so what they do is they literally take all the ferns and they just fold them in. Yeah. And they fold them into these like big mats, like these big beds, and all the gorillas just kind of pile up on there and sleep. And you know the beds so. So it's all this greenery and this giant mound of of uh, brown vegetation. So you know that's where they've been sleeping. Then it's gorilla shit, right? It's gorilla scat all over the place. Um, so you know that's where they were spending the night before. And you're like, oh my god, that's literally gorilla crap on the floor. Like it's like it blows your mind. Like it literally just blows your mind. You're like, oh my god, they're here. Oh my god, we're here. And and I'm like towards the back of the group, and they're like, okay. Here they are. And the guy's like, here they are. We're going to walk up here. We're going to turn around. They're going to be right there. I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden, somebody taps on the shoulder, and they get pointing in the tree, and there's a gorilla swinging in the tree. I could not oh believe it. Oh, my God. I could not believe wow. it. Wow. And, and within five minutes, we walked a little bit further, and there was the silverback. Silverback <laughs> was sitting on the side in the sun with his chest towards the sun, just like absorbing all that morning, the morning rays to try to warm up. Um, and try to just absorb all the heat. They have long hair. They're black for a reason. So try to absorb the heat um, because it's kind of a, it's kind of cold up there. That's why we had fireplaces in the you know in the, in the cabins. But you know it's, it's kind of cold up there. So he's just kind of sitting there. He's just munching away, just chewing away. And we, I'm telling you, dude, I could not believe how close it was. The rule is supposed to be seven seven meters. Right. Seven meters is a rule. Seven meters is like that's a fair bit. That's like twenty, twenty feet. Mm. Right. You're supposed to stay twenty feet away. Impossible, man. There's no way you can stay twenty feet away from them because by the time we saw them, we were surrounded by them. Literally really? surrounded. No matter where you looked, there was a gorilla in the tree, under a bush. You know, every. I mean, they were literally everywhere. And here we are in front of this gorilla, and you just sitting there just eating, munching away. And we're just 
But of course, everybody has their cameras on. Right, we're taking like a hundred million pictures. No flash, of course, right? No flash, of course. But we're we're photographing. And you would think, right? I I always thought, you know, people say, oh, when you see gorillas, you can't make any eye contact. Nah, we didn't get briefed at all. Any anything like that. The only thing they told us is try to stay quiet. Right? Don't make a lot of noises. Don't do anything unpredictable. They don't like that stuff. <laughs> Makes sense. Don't be an ass, right? Don't be. Don't jump up and down pretty and scream your head off. Right? Yeah, you know. Christ. But like, did you make eye contact with them? I was like, yeah, absolutely. You can look right. You can stare right up to them, and they they look right through you, man. It's the weirdest thing. It's very eerie. Um, it's almost like you're not there. They don't <laughs> even see you, man. It almost feels like they don't even see you. They look through you. I don't know how to explain it, but other than that, but it seems hmm. like. They're look, they're making eye contact, but they're, they're looking through you, man. You're like you're they're so habituated to people. They're so used to these random people who showing up every day and looking at them that they they it doesn't even bother them anymore, like it's at all. So I was very excited that in that way, and that you see that they're not stressed because you know yeah. you think about it, like honestly, is it really okay for us to like bother these gorillas out here? Like you know, but no, dude, they're totally not stressed at all. Yeah, very That's well. insane. Very, you know, they're eating. They're only paying you no attention. The only time where I ever felt during that hour where I was with them that I ever felt like, and I'm like, they're kind of annoyed by me is like when one wanted to walk by me and he kind of just yeah. looked at me and just like, do you want to move out the way, dude? And I'm like, I walked <laughs> a little bit more and he just walked right past me. All right, get out of the way. You know, I'm like, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> you know, they just. I'm telling you, man, they pass within a, within within feet of me, within feet of me. Just walk right by you, like you weren't even there. And so the idea is like, well, you should stay away from them. But you, it's almost impossible. They'll walk right between you guys. Like they don't really care. That's so weird. They don't care. Yeah, it was wild. You'd, you'd expect you them think? to be protective or something like that of babies or anything like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, listen. Yeah, I mean, the the babies were with, you know, the moms, and they kind of, you know, yeah. things like that, and, and they the babies were, you know, they were careful of you. They they didn't come on and kind of say, you know, kind of hang out with you too much, but, you know, they were still there, um, and the babies were adorable, and we kind of hit them at the right time. We, we kind of um, lucked out in that we caught them when they were eating, at the end of them finished eating, and then they got up and walked to a spot where there are these trees. I'm thinking what kind of trees they were, but these trees that grow out there that the sap, that they lick the sap, and it makes them high. Shit, <laughs> not, man. That's why they're so calm and complacent. Yeah, man. You know, you know Jesus. Stones. I, I don't know. But, like, so we, we watched them, and then they moved a little bit further along, and then they stopped again, and they all took naps. Like, they all sat laying around and stuff like that, and, and that's how we lucked out. We caught them at the right time where they just finished eating, and so they were pretty mold, They were pretty stationary. Usually they're pretty much on the move a lot. Right? They eat, they're on the move. They eat, they're on the move. And so we caught them at the right time where they had just finished eating, so they were kind of like stomachs were full, kind of relaxing. And so we caught them in a good time where we spent the hour literally just sitting around and just like enjoying their space. Um yeah, it was uh, it was something else, man. It really, it really was something else. That's nuts, dude. So after that, you went back to camp and just kind of, or like, is it one of those yeah, like now you've seen yeah. the gorillas get out? So 
Yeah, so you have an hour, right? So, you know, okay. and, 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 and like like 15 minutes in, I'm like, oh, I don't got to be up already. I'm looking at my clock. Oh, we still got another 45 minutes. You know? <laughs> and, um, Watch the girls spend an hour of their day. I think, yeah. I think we, we went a little bit longer than an hour because of how relaxed the gorillas were and they weren't on the move. If the gorillas had moved away, we would have the hour would have been cut short because the gorillas right. were really relaxed with us. It was okay for us to stay a little bit longer. Um, what's interesting, too, is um, not only did we have our guide, which was our main guide who brought us in there, um, the front and the back of the group there was two guys that were with us. They were our guards. They had they had AK forty sevens, both of them. Again, not only to protect to protect you, essentially, just in case right. something happens and they need to protect you, right? Um, so right. that was interesting. Um, just but and seeing the trackers and stuff, and it was just it was very well done. I was pleasantly not surprised. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say surprised, but I was um, impressed by how well it was managed, how relaxed the animals were, um, how specific we were about different things, how protecting, you know, protected they were. I, I was I was very, very happy to see it. I wish that protection applied to more animals there in Uganda, but I'm mm-hmm. glad that the gorillas are being taken very good care of. Um, the... The uh, Bawindi apparently is the only place that the gorilla population is is growing. So okay. I think they have 400 individuals currently. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Oh, here's another thing I found interesting. The uh, mm. is also the only place that gorillas and chimpanzees live in the same forest. <laughs> so yeah. So here's another thing, right? So not only are the gorillas in here, there's forest elephants, which are apparently Super dangerous. Yeah. Um, right. So, and then there's also chimpanzees, which are terrified the hell out of me. Thank you. <laughs> you know, yeah. dear God, uh, I'd rather have a lion kill me. You know, at least yeah, the lion's so just going to be quick and yeah, do it. I don't, my, I don't want my genitals ripped off by chimps. Yeah, right? Thank That's you. Yeah, they're kind of nuts. Um, but and so I asked, right? I had, I had to ask. I was like, do the chimps and the gorillas like? Do they interact? Do they have any kind of do they fight? Like, how does that work? Does it go well? And yeah. Uh, what they, yeah, like, how do they both live in this area? Right? You know, these these groups of animals, and apparently the gorillas avoid chimps at all, like, at all costs. Smart not because the chimps are not because they're dangerous, but because they find them annoying. <laughs> <laughs> these things are assholes, and like, just go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got super it. Loud, like. They're super loud. They're boisterous. They're making always noises. They're always fighting and squabbling amongst each other. And apparently the gorillas, being so chill, gentle giants, can't stand being around chimps. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, wow. no, I, that, that's a good one. I like that one. So, so yeah. I would say the only thing it was the only thing is I think if if they if Herp decides to do it again, they're definitely going to do the gorillas again uh, as part of the trip uh, because mm. it was so amazing. But they also they think they're going to change the schedule up a little bit next time they go to Uganda, uh, possibly, and add the chimpanzees as well. So you could do gorilla tracking and you could do chimpanzee tracking in Burundi. So, oh. um, yeah. So that'd be cool, man. I don't, you know, listen, chips, hmm. chips are what they are. But I still would love to see them in the wild. That would be very cool. Be very yeah, cool. dude. Well, I, yeah, it was I, awesome, man. It was. 
I uh, that the only thing that like so the only thing that compared right mm-hmm. um, for me in terms of like animal interactions the gorilla thing was almost surreal like it, it still hasn't quite hit me right so it's like it's just mm-hmm. such a surreal experience yeah. so weird the only thing that came close uh, was definitely seeing the um, the leatherback sea turtles in Costa Rica it was pretty amazing that is cool yeah. All that is cool. So <laughs> yeah. I guess the last question we would ask you, Zach, is what would your advice be to somebody who might be on the fence about herping in another country or traveling the world? Advice, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, do it because I think, you know, not enough people do. And so that uh-huh. that would be my first thing. Just stop making excuses, <laughs> Owen, and just do it. <laughs> because it's, it's super life changing. Thank you. Right. Hey, no, no. Eric be... wrote this question. He made me ask it for this exact reason. The jerk. Yeah, <laughs> Go on. I would say no, no. The, this, this is the this is the honest truth. My my honest truth is do it, um, mm. but do it with people with, especially if it's a first trip. Right, also right. different in that it's in the first world country. It's like going, you know, herping in Denmark. Like you're gonna be fine, <laughs> but if you're gonna go to right. these exotic places, listen, go with. Listen, I'm gonna promote the people I go with 100 percent because I think the work they do, the job they do, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, go with somebody you trust. Go with people who have a good track record. Um, you can't. I can't. That experience, their experience, their uh, work, their behind-the-scenes work, their logistical work, I can't put a price on it. Like, that is – that, to me, is where you're paying for it. Like, I know, Eric, you went, and I think Scott met up with you there in Australia? Yeah, in Brisbane. Yep. Right, exactly. Like, that is – that, to me, that you, you can't pay for that, right? So that that is priceless. That kind of, that kind of experience, people who have done it before um, – is great, especially some of these some of these trips. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest anybody to go to Uganda unless they go with people who who really know what they're doing. Honestly, um, mm. so that's be my suggestion to anybody. You know, yes, it was very fun. Yes, it was very exciting. Make sure um, that you're very careful about what you do uh, and people who you support, um, because there's a lot of shady. There's some some shady things that happen out there. You know, that that can happen out there. In, in, in the herping world in general. And so make sure the people you choose, people you trust, people you people you like, and, and enjoy it. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid to, to try something new. Um, and, yeah, listen, last I checked, last I checked, Ron and Laura have two spaces open up for their Costa Rica trip. And let me tell you. Oh, there you go. You want to talk about a trip. You want to talk about a trip. If anybody has any interest <laughs> in doing traveling the world and doing any kind of herping, um, Costa Rica is like, to me, is like the, the, it's such a great start because there's so much to see. It's so easy. The whole, pl- the whole place is geared towards eco-tourism. That is their main source of income in that country. Everything's like, it's so easy there. Um, Brian Lawrence trip is really special. I mean, you're talking about uh, whitewater rafting to locations. You're talking about, I mean, it's adventure. You're talking about looking at going and looking for sea ter- uh, leatherback sea turtles, finding them and watching them lay eggs on the beach. Like, what? That's Incredible nuts. stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
the monitor, the, you're going to find Frontlands for sure. You're going to, depends how many you want to see. You're going to find them. You're going to find, you're, you're going to find eyelash vipers. You know how many you're going to find? We found 15. So just imagine. Damn. In every color and shape you, we found 15. Um, you know, you're going to find poison dart frogs. You're going to find, I mean, you're going to, it's such a cool place. We found like, I think, two species of, of coral snakes. I mean, just everything is there. And it, that trip is so easy and it's fun. And I told them that I was going to promote that. If anybody's interested, reach out to them to do a great job. I posted a link of their website, Imbarella um, Pick of the Week, under under my uh, album post. Um, mm. So definitely check that out. If you're interested in anything they do, don't be scared to contact them, reach out to them. Um, their trips get filled very quick, so I uh, give them that. They, you know, I think Indonesia was full within 24 hours. Which, by the way, oh, I ain't going with them. Indonesia. That. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so my Indo, the, the Indo trip they do is pretty amazing. The Morocco trip they do is pretty amazing. Um, and, of course, Costa Rica was fantastic. So anybody who's looking to go with somebody or with a group that does it well, they're, I think, you know, they're fantastic. It's hard to beat. So definitely Damn, check them man. out if you're interested. In, um, and that's it, man. Just do it. Just do it. Try to get a group, you know, get find people you want to go with and get out there, man. Get out there. You won't regret it. <laughs> you will never regret it. I never, I, ever regret it, man. You will love it. You know, I, I'm already getting the passport. It's already sold, Eric. Stop selling. It's all right. No, I I'm got it. I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> no, okay. I'm Dude. sorry. We talk to millions of people. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a podcast. Jesus. That's right. I forgot Jesus about that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I talked to you before the show about that. Silence show. you. Not during I, the okay. show. Oh, and this is what you call a guilty conscience, bro. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I know, damn. right? <laughs> All right. All right. Zach needs to go away now. All right. So, anyway. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, but thanks, guys. I mean, I... I I appreciate coming on here. Um, you know, again, and, uh, yeah, you know, man. Thank you for inviting me on, and hopefully, I uh, got some people excited, and hopefully, some people look at some photos and and uh, want to go and try different trips. And, and, nah, man. And get Keep out their traveling. comfort zone. Get out your comfort zone, man. That's how you. That's why you grow in the world. Get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Nah, Amazing Keep photos, tri- by the way. Yeah, dude, that's that and, and listen, shit. I didn't even touch on my malaria. And I won't even go there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep make it sure positive. Make sure you take your malaria medicine when you're right. supposed to. Yeah, and oh. uh, you'll be good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's got it. Anyway, we got it. But no, no, no. Listen, listen. I was like, all right, 36 hours before I go, that should be good, though. I mean, it's technically supposed to be 48, but is it really that? What's that 12 hour difference? No, apparently. <laughs> Apparently it's a big difference, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Damn. Now oh we know. Oh, my God. Listen, no, and also it was bad luck because there were some people on that trip that didn't take any malaria medication, and they turned out fine. So, uh, that just sucks. Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just happens, man. But, uh, yeah, that's a whole other story. But, yeah, blood parasites, no fun. No fun. No. We'll, no, we'll hear that fun. during Carpet Fest. Yeah, <laughs> we'll dude, hear that during, yeah, during, during Carpet Fest. I'll explain all that. All the gruesome details about that. While, yeah, while you're sure cooking the mojito chicken, because that'll just make everyone's <laughs> appetite hurt. <laughs> you know. They're like, yeah, so, yeah, my pee. So you want to hear what happened? It's it like, oh, horrible. God. Yeah. Right. I was sweating all night. I had an appetite. <laughs> oh, God. 
Well, you know, that's that's awesome, dude. And we'll definitely want to hear about any more trips that you go on because, you know, that's just a fun episode. And obviously you're coming to Northeast OG, you know, Carpet Fest. You know, come see that. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, so I just found out when Carpet Fest is. It's like two weeks after I'll be back from Indo. So, I'll let damn. You know All right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's, we worked that out well. I mean, we did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully, I'll I'll, I'll be talking about the king cobras I found and ah, found and the Komodo, Komodo dragon. <laughs> ah, man. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, again. All it takes is for you to pull a trigger on one trip, and Bing, bang, boom. Now it's gonna be my third trip I've been on with these guys. And so don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. You never know what doors it opens. Yeah, man. Just do it. Nice. Cool. Just do it. Awesome. All thanks, right, man. Josh. Yeah. All right. Thanks, absolutely. Zach. Have a good one. Thanks, Zach. You, you too. too. All right. Bye, bye. Awesome. Man, All right, so that's... you, me, Matt, Rob, let's just buy out the Indo trip. Let's just get a bunch of people and we'll all go <laughs> on the Indo trip. So, you know, we'll just all do it. Fun. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty cool for sure. But I got my heart set on uh, Australia. I know, I know, so. <laughs> I know. I mean, Campbell's um, every part of Australia. I got it. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, Zach was talking about seeing chondros in the wild. And we were so close. Well, not really so close, but we were <laughs> close to where we could have drove to. to I mean, you it would have probably took us some time, but we could have been there. And, like, we were only in, like, a little part of Queensland. Like, there's yeah. still so much more that we could have went to to see, uh, you know, only some more stuff. You were, closer but, than, you were closer than we are now to uh, Queensland and Condor. True so, yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah, I know. know. So, uh <laughs> Close, closer than I've ever been. So yeah, so I got you. Yeah, I mean, eventually that will be a trip just all in itself, just to keep your queen you know, just up there. Yeah. Well, we were, I mean, we were down on the on the east coast of Queensland, but like to go up towards the up towards the Cape would be uh, would be amazing. It, you know what also kind of sucks is that you guys did that huge layover in New Zealand. You didn't get to go out and see New Zealand because I mean that's cool. But yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. We didn't. Yeah, we had no. Our our layover was in Austin, Texas, or uh, used to wherever it was <laughs> in yeah. Texas. Which in Texas, woo. <laughs> sucked. Sorry, Texas. <laughs> Not because Texas sucks, just because sitting at the airport for ten hours sucked. But um, well worth it. But uh, yeah, awesome trip. I did put a link to their Facebook page. Um, Herp. Uh, or herpological education and research project um, in the uh, show notes. So if you're interested in seeing any of those trips, you can just click on that too. Um, also, like Zach said, pretty much the home base for us now is uh, Mariah Pick of the Week. So if you're interested in seeing any of the, you know, the animals that Zach was talking about during the show, or you know, just uh, interested in 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 their website or trips or anything like that, go over there and you'll be able to see uh, what what we were talking about as we went through. Um, but cool. Yeah. Awesome stuff. So uh, next week, uh, we have Mr. Vin Russo joining us. Cool. Um, so that should be very cool. Um, 
you know, Vin is probably most well known for uh, his work with boa constrictors. Um, and uh, he's the author of The Complete Boa Constrictor. Um, and we will talk, I'm sure, about boas because uh, I know you love them so, Owen. But, Shut uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we're going to talk about uh, he also works with Blue Tongue Skinks, which is, uh, nice. which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. He also does work with uh, chondros and all kinds of stuff that uh, we can talk to uh, to Vin about. But uh, you know, he's one of those guys that have uh, been in the. He kind of reminds me of the Nick Mutton of the boa world, if you will. Hmm. You know what I mean? Well, he's, it doesn't he's help that one road and, to uh, the complete boa and one road to complete carpet. I mean, yeah. there's that. So yeah, it's just, he has a whole lot of knowledge about it, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. so that should be a very, very, very cool show. Um, and, uh, yeah. So for us, MoreyPythonRadio.com, you can, uh, send us email at info at MoreyPythonRadio.com. I literally have four calendars left, four, four of them. Oh my God. And that's it. Once they're gone, they're gone. That's all we got. Um, well, if you still have them, by the February second show, I'll bring them to Oaks, and I'll sell them there. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's it they trickle in, so send me a message before you send any kind of PayPal or anything. Just send me a message on Facebook if you if you're looking for one, and uh, I'll let you know if I have any any left. Um, so yeah, they turned out really cool. Um, Sweet. Yeah, so there's that, and then uh, yeah, I'm just EB Morelia. So you can check out my website. I'm all over the place, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And the only other thing I wanted to make sure that we hit on real quick was uh, mm. our Carpet Fest, the Northeast Carpet Fest, the OG, the real <laughs> deal. <laughs> uh, sorry, all you other Carpet Fest. But yeah. I, I am worried about uh, the UK guys because the Reptile and Chill crew, they're training, bro. And I, I do don't well. know if I'm going to be able to keep up with them at all. I'm going to be dead. I played that video in the office for a certain other person that you and I both know. He's all for shooting a retaliatory video where he just yells at you in a sweatsuit. So, you know, <laughs> if you want. Oh, we got to do it. We got to do it. I can get him. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I used to be able to do uh, – I remember one time – this was a long time ago in my earlier days. I was I was uh, one of the guys that could chug like they could. I don't oh, pretend geez. that I can do that right. at all now. Like, not at all now. <laughs> but I did do Das Boot. Yeah, see, that's why it. I think it would be a funnier video because then you're just failing as my I, father yells at you. So, yeah. you know, just, if anything, I enjoy it now. So well, I want it more. You. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll have to do that. That would be awesome. Yeah, I know. I can steal them for a day. Anyway. Uh, um, so, uh, I guess I'm going to be taking a trip to Birdsboro. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> our our, uh, our Carver Fest is uh, June 8th, and uh, it's at 3 p.m., and it's in Warminster, PA. Uh, it's a long way away, but um, it's closer get than you might now. think. You yeah. know, so, uh, you know, get your plane tickets, start looking at it, all that kind of stuff if you want to fly in. Um, and there's plenty of hotels in the area and all that stuff. But stay tuned as we get closer. We'll we'll give more info on all that kind of stuff. So that's yeah. all I got. All right, cool. Uh, what I got is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. It's up. The website is still being worked on, so there's some parts of it that might not work, but it is up and running. Um, 
As far as shows, I'm vending the February 2nd Oaks, Pennsylvania Reptile Show, so I'll be out there with all my guys. And then you and I have to talk and hammer out details about Tinley Park. So that's mm, on my list of shit about to do this Tinley week. Park. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you're done. It may it may be difficult for me to get a week and then a week to work and then a week to uh, you know to all that. I don't know. I'm trying to work it out. Oh, okay. Is that what you're telling me? All right. Well, possibly. Well, okay. We'll hammer if out I, these details, ladies and gentlemen. Let's put it this way: If I have to yep. choose between the Northern Territory and Tinley Park, yeah, I'm sorry, Tinley yeah, Park, I agree. <laughs> maybe we should start. Maybe we should start looking at doing the March show. Yeah, that's that's a very strong possibility. Yeah. Well, so. we'll we'll work it out. We'll talk it out. Yeah. I know Matt Matt Minitola is going to cry in his cereal now if we don't go. I'm not so, saying I'm not uh, going. I'm, just I'm saying... saying it. So you know, all right, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, so um, we'll work on that. Other than that, uh, you can definitely go to Facebook.com, look up Rogue Reptiles. Uh, give us a like over there. Also, you can follow me on Instagram. It is my last name, McIntyre, M-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E-O-J. Post a lot of snake stuff on that. It is tied also into the Rogue Reptiles Facebook page. That's all we have for everybody tonight, so we're going to say thank you all for listening, and we're going to catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night.